Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. This is Gus from RejustTheDummies.org. Today is November 7th, and uh, I forgot what episode we're doing. <laughs> but uh, we're going to be simulcasting with uh, Free the People AK from Alaska with uh, Chris, who runs the Free the People uh, newspaper up there, and Bill and Maria, who are also up there, and uh, some other folks. So I'm not sure when they're going to join us, but uh, they're going to be joining us. They, they do a call on Wednesday nights as well. And tonight, uh, we're starting early because Rory is in Ireland, and he said he was going to join us. So I, I decided, you know what, if he's going to stay up that late, because uh, Typically, we would start at 2 a.m. his time, so I figured we'd start an hour early and get him on here as long as we can to hang out with us. And then uh, David's with us, and uh, Paul's going to be joining us from Pennsylvania. It's going to be a, a lot of – there's really no plan to tonight's call. I wasn't even planning on having one, but a lot of people are talking about a lot of cool stuff, and uh, I think it'd be great for us to just hang out and um, I really don't have any announcements except that you know, pretty much whoever you're looking for that might be on this call talking is you know you, you can you know get a hold of me six zero three three nine six one zero nine two send me a text message or, or or get a hold of me on WhatsApp or uh, you can email me at grayersk at gmail dot com my contact information is at redressthedummies.org. There's pages there. Uh, the only show I'm currently doing is with Jeff and Dana on Tuesday nights, and that's on health. And uh, I just get tired of talking about theories and what, what if this and what if that. And the reason I'm doing the shows on Wednesdays is when somebody has, like David has done things. Paul has done things. Uh, you know, different people have done certain things that, um, you know, that they're willing to talk about. And I want to hear about what they've done, not what they're planning on doing. And I, I want to hear about the results and talk about those things. And, you know, I prefer to stick to common law, but a lot of the times we can, uh, we can uh, tear apart somebody's success and find the common law ingredients to that, even if it wasn't strictly common law. And I think we can learn from every scenario, and it's just time for us to pull our resources together, regardless of what angle we're coming from, and to do that and to not waste our time uh, with any more theories. Let, let's just find out who's getting success, how they're doing it, and break it down so we can all use it in our own particular way. So uh, with that, I, uh, I know David's here, Jeff's here, Eric's here. Um, I don't, a couple of numbers I don't recognize, but I'm going to turn it over to David because uh, a lot of people have been asking if David can get on the call and hang out and, and tell us uh, what he's been doing. He, he set up some uh, stuff on a Google Drive kind of a thing. So, uh, David, why don't you fill us in on, on how you got involved in law and all this stuff and what you've been up to. And, and uh, we'll just start rolling and people can just introduce themselves as, uh, as, they, as they file in. 
And, and if they want to ask questions, uh, star six to unmute yourself and star two to raise your hand. Uh, I will leave the chat board open, but you know, some retard comes in there and starts posting things about, you know, it's all about the Jews and all this shit. I'm just going to shut the board down. I, I'm, I'm just tired of reading the shit. I mean, I'm familiar with the Israeli attack on the USS Liberty in 67, which was a false flag event and some other stuff. I'm not saying it's not true. I just don't want my chat board blown up with all this bullshit when we've got so much other stuff to, to talk about and links to post. And so, uh, David, you're, you're a, a, a mediator, moderator, whatever. So is Jeff and Eric. So you know, we can all post stuff, and um, I see uh, I see Edge here, so I'm going to make him a moderator as well. And so you know, people, if I have to shut the board down, you guys will still be able to uh, post things. But with that, I'm going to turn it over to Eric, uh, to David, and <clears throat> we're just going to hang out. So go ahead, buddy. All right, thanks, Gus. You know, I've been thinking a lot about this stuff. <laughs> and um, let's just start with a couple of things that uh, may be helpful in the way of, um, you know, <clears throat> what we've been talking about with regard to uh, travel. I, I mean, I actually have a, a lot more to talk about, but let's just, let's just talk about um, the one of the things I posted up in the um, link I sent in the WhatsApp to, um, with regard to, you know, uh, putting your um, your car or any of your property in a trust and uh, operating that way. Um, I don't know if anybody had a chance to look at that stuff, but um, if I could find the chat, I can post a link to where that is. Um, if you could, hey David, if you want to put something on WhatsApp, you know, and just tell me that you put it there, I can grab it, throw it into the chat. Yeah, it's it's on the WhatsApp. I, I posted up a link to the. Uh, it's a OneDrive link, and I I basically posted up a lot of. Uh, I, I have a lot of information I've collected over the years, and in the way of uh, kind of a library of information, and what I put up there was a lot of different things we when we were making the chats happen in the whatsapp um we talked a lot about traveling and making private plates and you know uh exercising the liberty to exist and you know uh without you know um without them and so <clears throat> so basically i had put in um, what I have been doing, which I don't necessarily think is is the end result or the final result, but it does help and it can help um, because you can put your car into a common law trust, for example, and register the car under that. And of course, the trust um, is a person by definition. Uh, and in this case, it's a non-statutory person, but also it gives you anonymity and it, it it allows you to have, you know, the trust has no driving record. So if if you're driving around at a trust in your car and something happens to you or you have an issue, okay, the registration and the trust does not become a part of it. 
So it becomes separate from you because the trust becomes the owner and you do not. You only become the trustee. And usually in that case, the trust also becomes governed by the bylaws or um, the trust itself. Now, that was just one of the things that uh, you, would, you would inquired about and that I've been doing for some time now. Um, and, and it actually is is pretty effective because, you know, if they're um, there, meaning, you know, the corporate enterprise is, you know, trying to extort you and leverage whatever it is you have, such as uh, a license and all these things that uh, maybe be, be due to, uh, you know, um, child support extortion and so on and so forth then by doing this okay the car becomes separate and you, know, you can still use them and use your car as a trustee and it's real pretty it's really pretty simple so i put up on the link in there uh the family trust it's a common law trust uh irrevocable and um, you can modify it as you choose. But basically, like any trust, there's a beneficiary, there's a, a trustee, and there's the grantor. So basically, if you have the title to your car, you can sell the car to the trust. The trust then becomes the owner. And then anytime the plate gets pulled or whatever, it comes up under trust. And in that case, you have anonymity and you also have, um, you know, security by way of uh, if they were to, I, I like to use the word, the word attack. If they were to attack you, then basically, um, you know, the car becomes untouchable because it doesn't belong to you. It belongs to a trust. All you are is the trustee and the car, for example, or any property for that matter, is then you know excluded from from any suit or attempt of suit against you. So in that way, it works. It works kind of nice. It's not the end all, be all solution, but it's it is better than the alternative of having to you know deal with them uh, when they you know say oh you didn't pay us this or that and that and we're taking your license and your registration and you're stuck and you can't move you know so that's that's one thing I, I i put up there for anybody who was interested and i've been operating that way myself for about four years now so that's been um pretty good i mean i've had uh you know i mean it's been pretty good it's not my my ideal idea <laughs> but it does separate you from that so any attacks against you precludes that property because the property now belongs to a different entity and of course as a man you know you're not an entity but the way that you know the uh, the corporate system is working is all through entities and so they can't touch it and they can't they can't fuck with it and they can't you know suspend it or anything like that because there's nothing there's there's no driving record for a person as a trust
So I call my trust Reflection Trust. I posted up my registration there. You can see how it is. And it's pretty simple. You create the trust, the common law, you get a couple of witnesses, you publish it, and then you sell your car to the trust. Trust buys it, you register it that way. You can still operate with a lot of anonymity, it gives you privacy, and it gives you some things. And I'm not sure, you know, um, it was funny because when I first did it, they really gave me a hard time about it. Uh, it took me three weeks. Uh, and then finally, some one of the, the deputy guys at the DMV came back and said, you know, I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I was relentless. I wouldn't leave him out of it. I, I wouldn't let him alone. I said, OK, show me the page where it says I can't do this. And I said, well, you know, our paralegal doesn't, you know, uh, think that you can do this. But I said, OK, send me the bar, send me the bar card, because if they're making legal determinations for me, you know, I'm going to want their bar number and so on and so forth and the deputy finally came back and said i said it's been three weeks now this has been too long i want to get on the same page with you guys show me where i can't do this and he said um well you know you know um we don't really think you can i said well can you make a legal determination for me and he said no we can't i said thank you very much register the car <laughs> and so they did and it's been like that for about four years now. And it's been uh, it's been it's been kind of nice because, you know, we all enjoy privacy. We all enjoy the ability to keep, you know, uh, our property, you know, in 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 a way that is uh, safe. And of course, in, in my case, you only have to give them the bylaws of the trust you don't have to divulge who the beneficiary is or anything like that of course in my case it's my son and so on and so forth any property i put in it so it's it's just a family trust is all it is it's, it's really nothing over complicated but you can see if you go to the link that i put up there you'll see it um and that is something i've been doing effectively along with a few friends of mine that uh I think you know is is a good idea as a first step it's not the end-all be-all i also put up other information that i have with regard to making private plates um and that involves uh gaining the um the uh, manufacturer certificate of origin and doing the private plates we talk about travel a lot right so I haven't done that, and so I don't want to say that I've successfully done it, but I have information for people who have done it, and I did put that up there on that link as well. It's under um, it's under secured auto. So when you go to that link that I gave you uh, and you go under secured auto, it actually comes from a guy named Tom Schaff, S-C-H-A-U-F. And uh, I don't know where he's from exactly, uh, but he's done. Uh, I'm sorry, Tom Schaff. It's not secured auto. It's it's under traveling on the public roads. So you see, he's gained the certificate of origin. Um, and if I was able to show you some visual here, you could see that he he gained that, and then he. Got, he was in Texas, 
So he got the Secretary of State to issue him private plates uh, that say Secretary of State with a specific number. And this is from 2004. And the picture's there. He's also got a, a Gene Keating seminar transcription in there with um, a few other images and documents. So um, that's definitely something worth looking at if you want to go completely with private plates because this guy did it and probably still doing it and i just happen to have the information um and that's about all i wanted to conclude with regard to traveling right now because i also have you know um uh, been working with American nationals and that's a whole different story. I didn't want to get too much into that right now. Hey David, go ahead. Um, go ahead and uh, just touch on a little, a little bit and, and whatever sure. else you wish to, to touch on. We're, we're not in a hurry. Rory uh, oh. says he, he's having a hard time. He can hear us talking but he can't uh he, he can hear us talking on the computer and when he calls the show um he enters the talk show number and it's telling him that there is no show at this time so i'm not sure what's going on with that so uh, go ahead peter's peter's with us peter star six to unmute yourself it, uh, it shows you're not muted so uh you know, after David talks about all the different things that he'd like to cover, uh, maybe you can uh, jump in and do the same, and and then uh, anybody else, and then we can just start, you know, tossing stuff back and forth. Sure. I mean, when you introduced the show, you said you know you wanted to talk about things that people have done, and that are are, are happening, and they're finding Um I have some of that. And I do um, also carry an American national license through the American nationals, along with, um, you know, identification and American national passport and so on and so forth. Although there's, you know, there's a, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot going on there. So there's a lot to talk about with regard to that. But I don't want to preclude myself from you know i'm not you know with any group or any society or whatever or any kind of ideas that are going on here i don't want to preclude myself from other things and i've always really felt a close connection with the common law because it's what i believe and i believe strongly um but those things i do have as well and the American nationals, what what I believe they're struggling with right now is 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 you know full faith and credit. They're not they're not receiving recognition in that way, even though they have claims and they seem to be proper claims, and they, even though some of them are very intelligent people and very smart ideas going on there, such as the ideas of intangible property, um, those things are really fantastic. If if you ask me. But just if somebody would like to have some anonymity and privacy, just to get back to the family trust thing, it's a real simple thing to do. You can do it. You can register the car, whether you have a license or not. It doesn't matter. You create the trust. 
the trust becomes the owner you create a bill of sale you sell you you know you sell your property put the title for the trust it doesn't matter how much you sell it for 100 bucks or 1000 bucks doesn't matter so and then you can have you know plates uh from any state with regard to that and those plates will only um when they come up um only show the name of the trust they will not show the name of the trustee they will not show the name of the beneficiaries because those are private so if you get stopped or you know have an issue at all okay the car or the property cannot get be fucked with or you have a or you have a claim a solid claim as trustee so i think it's a pretty strong idea but it's not really free from the system um or the corporation it's just using it in a way that is more effective um so with that in mind uh you know i had some some other thoughts and ideas that are not strictly around travel and if you don't mind uh if no one else wants to speak at the moment i i could take some more time to talk about these things yeah uh actually uh before you continue one of the things i want to cut touch on um on the on the registration of of, of these these types of properties is uh in minnesota i'm sorry not minnesota in montana there's a company that will uh, set up a trust like that, and they will charge forty dollars. They charge quite a bit of money, you know, hundreds to stop. But then they charge forty dollars a year to monitor and to turn in the paperwork to the state that's required to maintain that trust. They do all that for forty dollars a year. And if you register, if you uh, get license plates and tags and things for your your vehicle in uh, through through that trust in that state, it's a lifetime plate, it's a lifetime registration, so you only have to do it once. And so that's uh, something that I wanted to put out there. I'm not sure if there's other states that are better, and I, I, if anybody knows, I'd really like as much information as I can uh, on that. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about before you continue is uh, the reason we're talking about the license plates and tags specifically the, and the driver's license is because a lot of the control it used to be that you know they would take your driver's license away for driving you know having too many driving infractions well it got to you know eventually they would take it away for child support and then they started taking it away for other reasons and along with that you know now you've got you know, like I know in Florida, it's I think it's a Class D felony. If you do, I know it's a felony. I just don't remember. I'm pretty sure it's a Class D felony if you don't have car insurance. You know, and it's yeah. You know, I remember the first time I heard about that. It was in 2000, uh, 2002, I think. So, you know, this stuff's been going on for a long time, and and all these licenses, dog license, hairdressing licenses, all these licenses that they put out are the things that they used to control us. And so I started this new WhatsApp group called D-Toothing the Dragon. Because if the dragon's got no tooth, then the dragon can hang out. You know, it's not a problem. I don't mind the dragon. Just don't bite me. You know, just <laughs> stay away. You know, let me be. Don't, don't, don't be a dick. And so, uh, you know, without teeth, 
the dragons just seem so much easier to be around. And, uh, you know, so with that, that, that's why we're doing the call. Uh, the WhatsApp group, if you want to be in that WhatsApp group, um, you know, just get in touch with me. I, I put out a group link to uh, some people in Alaska, but it's not a group link that I'm going to put out to everybody because I don't want people just jumping in. If you want in, you got to get a hold of me, Ed or Kelly. You know, uh, Kelly's here in Minnesota, and uh, Ed's in New Hampshire, and you know, we'll put you in. You know, they they can put people in. Um, I trust their judgment, but basically, you know, it's not. I don't want this group to be like the Skype group with you know 130, 140 people. I want it to be a small group of people that are focused on helping each other out and who can stay focused. You know, they're not looking for drama. So uh, with that, keep uh, keep going, David and and Peter. Feel free to just jump in if you if you want to add to any particular thing. You know, it's not. Uh, it's a, it's an open floor, Eric. Jeff, you know, same thing. You guys want to jump in, ask questions, you know, mention something, whatever, anything. So uh, with right, well, that, go ahead, with, regard to, with regard to the trust that I put out there, I put a document. It's a Word document. You can have it. It's free. Um, you can use it, and you can put your car in a trust. Um, with regard to a company, you pay one time and do that. Uh, you know, different places, I imagine, different things. But, you know, I mean, in this case, you know, you as a trustee, you you every year you would re-register your car or you would transfer plates if you got a new car, so on and so forth. It's pretty simple, but it always goes in the trust and the trust. Actually, uh, the indenture is under common law. So what you do is you make the trust. Right. And I call mine reflection trust. So. If anybody runs a plates and I and I tested this, I have some friends who are in the, uh, you know, police force and they said to me, I, I call them and say, hey, can you run my place? <laughs> I said, it only comes up as re reflection trust. I said, OK, that's what I want. That's what I expected. So that's that's what I know about about it. So they basically have no added information, you know, to say, hey, we want to pull this guy over. We don't want to pull him over. They don't know who the fuck the car belongs to. It's reflection trust. So that's kind of cool. At the same time, um, you know, you basically create the trust. All you do is you publish it in the newspaper uh, for two weeks that the existence of the trust exists. You get a couple of people to witness it. You sign it, you know, done deal. You keep a copy of it or you can publish it online. It doesn't matter. But as long as you publish it and that is the common law way far as I understand. And, yeah, so, uh, can you explain uh, what's necessary for a public notice to be, uh, for, for it to have full force and effect or whatever? I mean, what, what's the proper way to do a public notice? Well, I think, familiar with all that? I think you know, all, all you got to do is say that these, the name of the trust exists and this trust exists, you know, for, um, you know, um, you know, uh for the trustees and the beneficiaries and you publish the name if nobody disputes the name right then then it's your name it's really the only reason you publish it is just to make the name known really um and so now now it's known you keep you can have an affidavit of publication if you want to be more strict about it right so you just publish it 
you don't have to record it or anything like that. You just publish the name of it and then you sell your car with the title and bill of sale to the trust. So you make a bill of sale from your name. I, Dave Mabardi, will sell my car, such and such car with the mileage and date, yada, 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 right? To the trust, to Reflection Trust, right? You take that down to the town hall, like in New Hampshire, it's the town hall. In Massachusetts, it's a DMV. All right, so you take it to whoever it needs to go to and say, here's the owner of the car. I want to register the plates under this and uh, I'm the trustee or primary, secondary trustee. You can have five trustees. It doesn't matter. And that's kind of the beauty of it. Because now if the car, for example, gets taken, towed or whatever, and you happen to be in a situation or a pinch, which, you know, sucks. But if you happen to be in a pinch and the car gets taken, one of the secondary trustees or third trustees has the authority to go down and get that car, no question, or actually sue for the intangible property of the trust, which means that the secondary trustee didn't get the opportunity to use the car while the car was seized by said, you know, operation. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and you know, that, that brings up a really good point. Uh, having more than one trustee, uh, you know, if you're, if you're not able to use it, you know, if that's supposed to be available for the trust, then uh, that would be a really good reason for them not to tell it. Because right. Because be that's, denying... that's their intangible property. Yeah. Right. So now yeah. they didn't get the opportunity because that property was seized. And so now they have a claim. You yeah. know. Hey, I got a hand up, a quick question. Let me just unmute somebody here. It's uh It's a, a four four one five area code. Had your hand up. Go ahead if you've uh, I don't know if you've got a question or you just wanted to make a statement. Yes, I do have a question. Thank you very much. I was looking into this issue of creating a trust to protect private assets recently with a friend who lives in Massachusetts. Um, by the way, my name is Jeremiah A. Donaldson. I live I live on the in California territory, but uh, I'm also just so you know I'm driving. I have a no license, no driver's license, and I I have I possess my property, 100% possession of my property, absolutely no driver's license. I've been moving my car around from point A to point B. But with regard to the trust, the gentleman in Massachusetts was say, was was mentioning to me how powerful it would be for protection purposes to put everything that the beneficiary right would would be able to benefit from into this trust what if the trustee here's my question what if the grantor slash settler slash you know is also the same thing as the trustee and the beneficiary isn't there some sort of conflict of interest there you, you can't be both you can't be beneficiary and trustee right you know if you have kids, so if you have kids right. If you have kids or you have family members or friends, they can be beneficiary. So well, we either control. Let me ask you. Right. Here's the thing. Hey, can you start a company? Can you, hey, Jeremiah. Question to the, yeah. Hey, Jeremiah. 
just a just a second. So uh, Farmer John's asking, uh, can this work for land? And so I want to answer that before you guys keep going. It's just on the chat board. Uh, yes, you can sure. do this for land. However, a car is a liability, whereas land is an asset. So you really, uh, I would, if I were to do it, I'm not saying what you should do because that might fall under legal advice, which is holy cow, I would never want to do that. Uh, but uh, if it were me, I would have, I would have all, I would have my assets under one trust and my liabilities in a separate trust. And that way, you know, actually the liabilities I might use, you know, depending on how much stuff you have. If you, if you've got you know, multiple liabilities and they're you know, significant liabilities. If it's only a couple of cars, I'd probably I'd just use the same trust. But if you have a lot of different liabilities, you might consider having two or three trusts. And, and yeah, there's no be, reason not to have more than one. Yeah, and so you know, your assets can be in one trust, liabilities in another. That way, if uh, you know, if a liability causes damage, it, it cannot suck down the assets in the other trust. Anyway, continue to Well, it's my understanding that basically the beneficiaries, like the gentleman said a second ago, cannot be related to the trustees. So how do I put my property into a trust if I'm going to be the beneficiary? You know, the beneficiary can be related to the trustee, but the beneficiary cannot be the same as the trustee. See, right, that's why I was thinking about this, this concept of starting, sorry about the interruption, starting a company and having, I think this is, this is, this is what I've heard. Jack Smith, with regard to starting a truck, he mentioned this thing that you have to have two things. You have to have a company, a foreign company, and then a foreign trust. And one has to come after the other. And so this this idea of, of having a company that is actually going to be the beneficiary, and then you see what I'm saying? So if you're in no, control no. of all the – go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, brother, you, you're confused. Jack Smith is talking about the Sestake Trust. He's talking about the person trust. That's different. That's different. This is a private trust. This is a common law trust that you set up to to – you know, um, to um, manage property, period. Okay. Not not the trust that's been created for you, not the trust, like the creditors in Jack Smith, you're talking creditors in commerce? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, so he's brilliant. But the thing is, you, you, we're not talking about the same thing. We're talking about two different things. You're talking about the dual trusts, within regard to the creation of the birth certificate and all that stuff. That's way different. Um, this is just simply something that you can secure your property by way of um, measures. You know, you create the trust, you sell your property to the trust, you, you name a beneficiary, friend, lover, uh, wife, uh, family member, anybody you have, you can name as beneficiary, right? doesn't matter only matters is if you die they get the property period that's it but in the meanwhile you're the trustee privately in this private aspect and what you what it does for you is it gives you this anonymity and ability if anybody was to attack you intellectually 
or you know financially or whatnot they cannot get mm -hmm. their hands on these properties is it is it because of usury in other words usury comes into play as a trustee i can use the property but i do not own it is that is that where you're going with that well usury is 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 uh, is an idea that that has to do with like uh interest so so basically what you're talking about is managing and controlling the assets of the trust for the beneficiary so yes you have the control as the trustee trustees control things for beneficiaries right. in the trust exactly. matters it's always three parties you know and and by the way right. i have posted up on the link a whole bunch of books and 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 you know you know uh, uh, uh readings regarding trust and so but this is real simple stuff it's not complicated it's real simple and it's effective it's uh, not well i'll just hang out yeah no i believe it i just want to hang out and listen for a little bit and maybe i'll have another question in a little bit yeah you know it's not the end all be all solution with regard to this stuff because you know ultimately the goal be you know complete complete um autonomous you know uh self-governance completely but in this case you know uh -huh. this is one step in the direction that's the way i feel anybody you okay know, okay yeah so so i just want to make a distinction between what i'm talking about and and what you're going what you're going to the whole uh birth certificate trust and the custodial trusts of you know uh registering property and people as property and so on it's pretty disgusting actually but that's not what i'm talking about this is just one way uh -huh. to gain privacy and to secure uh -huh. property while still being able to you know function so in other right. words they take your license away the first thing they're going to try to do is take the registration away too every dmv i've ever come across to say well you fucked up your license is gone and your registration is gone well guess what if you don't own the car and the trust owns the car guess what the registration is still intact they can't fuck with it because it doesn't belong to you and now you have a claim as trustee so it really gives you leverage all this is is leverage but I mean, the California Constitution, and pardon my injection here, it, it actually says that all people have inalienable rights. Among those rights are acquiring and possessing property. In California, that's the that's Article One, Section One. So my my thing is, I mean, why why won't I have that right just to acquire and possess the property? Why do I have to put it in a trust to protect it? You don't. However, um, if somebody was to sue you and the only assets you had, you know, were available for that, yeah. you know, as liability, as your liability, well, guess right. what? They're going to attach themselves to it. You put it in a trust, <clears throat> they don't have access. I hear what you're saying. It's about asset protection. I think your 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 angle is asset protection. And, and anonymity. Yeah. And anonymity. 
Hey, uh, Peter, awesome. would you mind, Peter, would you mind stepping in and covering uh, how you've gone about uh, the process that we've been, you and I have been talking about, because uh, you're not in that um, D2 thing, the, uh, the Dragon Group, and so you, you've not had a chance to input, and I think some of the stuff that you and I have talked about, uh, or the things you've told me about, would answer a lot of the questions a lot of this part of the conversation, because what David's talking about is asset protection. However, the stuff that you've done in Pennsylvania is from a different angle and based on beliefs more than technical, uh, you know, legal stuff. Can you, uh, I don't know if you're muted or not, but uh, could you cover some stuff and then we'll get back to... Uh, yeah, to, can you hear me? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I can hear you. Go ahead. It's Peter from Pennsylvania. Yeah, yeah, I've been listening to it. And, uh, you know, from my perspective of an ally handle it, like, not even in the same ballpark. And basically, try to sum this up. Just try to be patient with me because it, it is involved. But the main, uh, the main foundation is a biblical foundation. It's not not based in any uh, legal precedents, or it's not even based in the common law. Like, I don't, without trying to sound like a heretic, I don't really give much attention to the common law, because the common law, from what I've studied, uh, is reference to God's law. God's law has an influence on common law. But if that's the case, there's really no reason for even the common law if we just pay attention to God's law. In my perspective, my understanding and how I apply these things is really from God's law. For example, like the uh, car, like I have a truck for my business, and I have a, uh, a minivan, and they have. But now this is I got into this to give you a little background, hopefully to you know you know help with the understanding. I started getting into this 2008. I started studying about income taxes, and then that led to Social Security issues, and it led to well, uh, driver's license. Because once you start getting into these things, it's, it, it, you find out if you stay into it, you really want to learn. You find out that all these things are connected. When you're dealing with one issue, it all it brings up other issues to deal with. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so when I was investigating the Social Security number, I realized in Pennsylvania, and I'm sure I don't know all the other states that require Social Security numbers to get driver's license, probably all of them, but I understand that you can't get a driver's license without a Social Security number. So I was thinking if I get rid of my Social Security number, because Social Security number links us into the system. It, get, it, it, it gives a way for the government to get control over the man when the man acts as a legal person. Now, I'm probably going to say some things that might require some explanation, but that's basically my understanding of it. So spiritual or biblical uh, viewpoint, but I don't have a Social Security number. Well, I can't, I can't keep my license. Once it expires, I can't renew it because I'm not going to use the Social Security number to get a license. So, you know, because I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, I believe he's my Lord. So it's not really my life that I'm living. I'm, it's his life living through me. So I have to do what I believe he wants me to do. So... You know, it's that relationship thing. So I would ask, well, what am I going to do now? These things, 
when we're dealing with these things, we have to apply them practically. Like people talk about spiritual concepts, but without bringing it into a practical application, what's it worth? So to make a long story short, in my research, after you know much prayer, I came across a guy's website of a pastor out in Oregon, which I think he's in Washington now, uh, with the Embassy of Heaven. I don't know if any of you guys heard that. But this is back in 2010. I was like, wow, this guy, he has it. He's a pastor of a church. And they create uh, license plates, driver's license, business license, marriage registrations, and stuff like that to, to express that their lives are under the jurisdiction of Jesus Christ. So, therefore, because in the Bible Jesus Christ is king of kings and lord of lords, he's a king. As a king has a kingdom. Kingdom has people in it. So if those, if, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're really under His law. You're not under any any other law. You're not under your own law or man's law or some, um, you know, cultural law or tradition. We're really under His law. So we need to look at His law to find out how do you apply this. So if you notice the government, they have all their documents, correct? For everything interfacing with the government, they have documents to document everything. Well, the group of people that call them the government that we deal with today, that's how they operate. Well, Jesus Christ's kingdom is a government. So there's no difference. So it's basically just transferring those things that are in the world, that are in the kingdoms of the world, or the worldly government, now it's under Christ's government. So therefore, we just have documents <clears throat> that represent that and that show that. So at the time, what I got was a, uh, excuse me, A Kingdom of Heaven driver's license, had my cars registered. What they did was I sent my um, certificate of title to the church. They put some information on it and sent it to the Depart uh, Department of Motor Vehicles here in Pennsylvania, telling them that the car is no longer um, under the jurisdiction of states, under the jurisdiction of, of Jesus Christ and his church. And we did that with the license and uh, registration. What was the other thing? <clears throat> there was something else. But up till this time, I don't have the license anymore, and I've gotten new cars and stuff, and I don't have it registered, but I have plates that were off my old car. And the plates are just, is a way to, <clears throat> is a way to not cause contention and controversy. That means we don't really call attention to ourselves, but if we are pulled over, or if I'm pulled over, you know, because of my faith, I'm going to witness from Jesus Christ, because that is the gospel uh, mandate primarily for believers. So it's really all these things are, you know, what I believe and how I applied it is to give God glory and to witness His kingdom and His and His authority. So <clears throat> that's the, basically the way I approach it. I don't, I don't like I haven't inspected or registered my cars for since 2010, and I've been using the roads. I've been out of state. I've been to uh, you know three different states and stuff like that. I mean, I've had experiences with police officers and officers in the past, but I mean, the big thrown. But that's basically how I approach it. I mean, it's a lot more. Quick question for you. Yeah. Can I ask you a quick question about that? What you just said. This is Donaldson here, California. The California Constitution again. The people state they are grateful to the Almighty God for the blessings of liberty. And the reason why I think that's important to mention 
is based on what you just said, is that you're from the kingdom of, of heaven. And, and it's like, you know, are you, are you somehow saying, if, if, okay, here's my question. I'm trying to, this is such a complicated question, but it's really hard to phrase. How do, how do you make a claim, okay, of being from the kingdom of heaven when the people that are enforcing state law also claim to be from the same damn place? Sorry for my French, but go ahead. Oh, it's okay. Well, for me personally, it's, it's really, you have to deal with things on a personal, individual basis of what you're going through, particularly at the particular time. Like, it's easy just to try to um, conjure up a situation and try to address it that way, which um, for me, I, I can't do that. What, what I do is I just prepare myself from Scripture because if, if I'm going to profess I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, I, I'm required to know his law. I'm required to know how to apply it in these practical situations. To me, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. All I could do is take the position of what I believe this is, and, 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 and put that forth like the Bible says, you witness it or you give testimony to it. How other people react to it, it's, it's irrelevant to me. Um, what's, what's important to me is, am I obeying the Lord in that particular situation? And am I handling it to the best of my ability by understanding his word and applying it by faith? I don't know if that, if that uh, helps you out at all. I mean, I can give well, you no, I mean, in, I don't know. I, if anyone else has something else to say... I can you can come in now, but I would like to respond to the gentleman if I could. Uh, so thank you. Basic, basic. Oh, I thought I heard something. Go ahead. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna say that that that's brilliant, <coughs> Peter. Yeah. But um, how did you get the church? How did you get the church on board? <coughs> what do you mean? Um, well, you said that you know you 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 went through the church and then you had the church contact the state and well, I don't know if you had them contact the state, but you said that you know you're working with the church and uh, I don't know what church it is. Or whatnot and in your belief and i think it's brilliant but how did you get the church to get on board with it well it's not it wasn't my idea it was like i said when i was going through this and i gave at the time i had a, i had a driver's license I had my car registered i went to the motor motor vehicles office and i gave him the license back with 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 a letter saying, I'm rescinding this, I don't want it anymore. And uh, so, but at that time when I was doing the research, uh, this man has a ministry out, I think it's in Washington now, and that's what he does. He, he helps people out when they want to, because the belief of a believer is that he comes out of the world system and now he's under God, God's kingdom. So this is a way that we just express our faith in him in our practical lives. So he has a ministry that he makes the license plates, he draws up all the, official documents, and he takes care of it on that end. Um, if you want, I can, you know, all you need to do is go to uh, embassyofheaven.org, 
you could do something like embassyofheaven.org slash driver's license or just go to embassyofheaven.org and check it out. You know, at the time when I checked out his website, I didn't do anything until I was really um, at ease. For me, I mean, if I'm going to do something like that, especially because I'm in Pennsylvania, he's out in Washington, and people from all over the country do this. And they just, you know, you, you work with them through the Internet or you can call them and talk to them further about it. But I combed his website to make sure his theology was was correct and his and his um, ideas of his understanding of law and how it works and God's law and all that other stuff. And at the time, I mean, he was pretty much right on. And I I was I was pretty confident and at peace that this is the way I, was, I should just go. And see, you know, a thing when you talk about these things, um, you make a decision. But you know, I made it in faith not knowing all the little intricacies of what's going to happen because, to me, that's not important. All I, I knew was that I was being directed in this way and it felt right in my spirit, so I did it. And then it's just a matter of living that out and see what happens. But, um, yeah, that's, that's basically how it worked. But today, like I said, I, you know, I cut up the license. I'm not saying, you know, if someone wants to do that, they can go do that. As I grew in more of my knowledge and, and com comfortable about the law and stuff like that, I mean, I don't even – need a license from a church. I mean, nobody really does. My belief is God's already given me the permission to move on his roads. Nobody owns those roads. The people don't own them, and the state doesn't own them. And the state, that's some just, uh, it's some abstract idea. It's just a group of people trying to impose their worldview on everybody else. It's a matter of who's going to consent to that or not. But the issue is, in my mind, nobody owns those roads. God does. So if he's given me the permission I'm going to do, and I've said that to cops. I've already said that to cops. I've asked them, who owns these roads? Well, the state does. I said, the state doesn't own them. God owns them. And God's given me permission right. to be on these roads. Are you going to argue that? You know, and it's, and the, and the thing is, I don't talk about, like, God's word or God's Bible as a side note. I could point directly to his word and, and look at things in scripture and, and know specifically what those scriptures say and how they're applied and how they apply in a situation. Now, this is not something, well, God told me to do it. Well, where did God tell you to do it? What specifically did he say to you? How are you specifically applying it? Right? So that's, that's how I go about it. I don't know if that helps. If, here's a question. Is following state law, um, following the laws of God, if the, law, if the state constitution references God as its almighty source of law, uh, I don't, I'm sorry, don't, what was your question? This is what I'm saying. Here's the thing. I believe that we are all being bamboozled to believe that there should be, some, like, in other words, these states are claiming to be religious in nature, and they're doing it in a statute formula. Okay. Right? <clears throat> Can you agree to that? Some of these states are actually, like California specifically, are claiming to be under the almighty, you know, jurisdiction of God, so-called God. Can you, can you at least, can we recognize that and then say, well, wait, if it's the state law claiming to be under the authority of the almighty God, then they are actually, what are they doing? They are 
circumventing, they're, they're basically acting in the name of God when they create all of these statutes which control man, right? And so this is why I'm saying, like, I believe that, I, I'm, I'm trying to ask you a question, okay, and, and that is basically how does this, how does a person who is trying to claim to be under <clears throat> the kingdom of heaven actually claim something other than state law if those people are claiming to be from the same place? I, I asked this, this question before to you. But. Yeah, I can't, I mean, I'm sort of understanding your question, but who's the man or woman making that claim that they're operating under God's law because the Constitution says it? What, if you're going okay. to get even more specific, who is the specific public servant that is saying that? Like, if you have a group of le legislators, are they really getting together in prayer and consulting the Word of God and consulting Him on what laws they can make? Well, are they? It's just, I don't know. Maybe. And because it Actually, really matters. Go ahead. Oh, the... I was going to say that the oath or the affirmation or the swearing could be evidence of a supporting of a supreme kingdom type such thing as God or whatever, God's kingdom, you know, swearing to that, to the Bible or whatever. What do you think about that? Let me ask you this question. We have God's law. Do we need man's law? Even if it's claiming to come out with a law that is supposed to be in accord with God's law? Or they're making the claim that they're seeking some, I don't know, they may be talking about Allah when they say Almighty God. Exactly. They may be talking about, you know, who are they specifically? <clears throat> right. I get it. Now now I'm getting a clear answer from you, I feel, because you guys, everyone's listening, saying basically that just because they say it in their in their constitution doesn't mean they're they're really living it. They're not backing it up, you know. Well, they come, basically, what does the devil do? He lies, steals, and, 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 and cheats, right? And he tries to destroy. So, right, but it's just, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. it's, easy to, it's easy to get caught up. And I've done it because, I mean, it's kind of interesting. <clears throat> I've been studying stuff from 2008, and you get into the statutes and codes, and you try to understand how the law works. Now, you know, even if you ask, what's the law? I mean, so many different aspects of law. you got federal mm -hmm. statutes, state statutes. Then you got court rules of civil procedure, court rules of criminal procedure. You got all this stuff going on, which people try to master to think that they have to live free, right? It's funny because mm -hmm. at the point now that I am, I discard all that. And all I have is God's law and the simplicity of it. Like, I don't care. Like, I've been accused so much from people that I'm breaking the law or that you're not obeying the supreme law of the land. It's an interesting. It's an interesting accusation because number one, when someone says that they take the position of authority, and my reaction is always this: What specific law are you talking about that I'm breaking? Because when someone says that, they're accusing you of doing wrong, and that's a serious offense in God's eyes. So when someone does that, they have to offer proof, and it's amazing when you ask a simple question. There's no simple answer. But when you learn from God and you spend time with him, you learn the simplicity of it. Like, for example, I was sharing with, uh, with Gus about where it all starts. You look in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. It says, The Lord God made man in his image and gave him dominion over the fish, the sea, the birds, the cattle, um, all the other stuff. But there's one thing he left out in there that we don't have dominion over. 
Can anybody, does anybody know that, what it is? That's for you, Gus. We don't have dominion over uh, one another. Right, the only, okay. The only, you see the simplicity yeah. of that? So who is, who is claiming dominion over you? Who's claiming dominion over the property? And here's another issue. For the believer, he doesn't own any property. He's a manager. He's really a steward. So steward. this holding on to property and trying to protect it, which there's nothing wrong with that, but when it gets out of God's will, he owns it. We only manage it. So, you know, like for me, I've had, I've had my car Peter. taken away. I've had them impounded. You know, I've had other stuff taken away. And I've learned, and I went through some practical things. But when we learn that we're free and that liberty is simple and we don't hold on to these things, even though they are important, important it makes life more simple. It makes it more enjoyable. It makes it more peaceful. Does that make any sense? Yes. But I, I have two questions. Number one, uh, can you hear me? Peter? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Question number one uh, Have you been stigmatized as a sovereign citizen? Okay. Hello? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, you've been stigmatized as a sovereign citizen? No, have you been stigmatized as a sovereign citizen? No. No. I don't take I don't take that position. Is that the right word? Or I think he's trying to say have you been uh, Well, no, no. Yeah. Have you been called a terrorist? Yeah, there you go. Uh, not that I know of. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, the second question is, who's enforcing God's law? There you go. Good question. Uh, and what do you mean by? Okay. I'm gonna just put it plain and simple. Okay. Yeah. Somebody comes along and says, "Hey, we don't give a crap what you believe." We don't okay. give a shit what you believe. Okay. You're going to do what we tell you, and what you believe is doesn't matter to us. Now, how do you how do you use force of God's law to to hold your ground, to stand strong, to be there? Now, you can keep the conviction in your heart. You can be there, but that is not going to stop you from being held up and 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 detained or right. taken down. Perhaps it will be if they if 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 you're surrounded by other believers. No, no, it's not. It's not an issue of living a life that that that's free of suffering or you know um, coming under harassment or you know being violated. I mean, it's already happened to me. That's not an issue. The enforcement of God's law, I really wouldn't like to use that word enforcement. It's really on the individual. And how, how about the right it. hand of God? Well, I can, let, me, let me share a situation that happened with me. Um, try to be as brief as I can. 
Uh, this was my first experience after, you know, going through all this, and uh, you know, I was going down the road in my car. I got pulled over by a police officer, and uh, you know, I had the kingdom of heaven plate on my car, and so you know, the, I had my interactions with the cop. And uh, to make a long story short, they uh, they towed my car and uh, towed the car and issued me several citations. So it's, at the time, and, that, and that's pretty, um, you know, it's pretty aggravating. It's frustrating, um, you know, in human sure. nature. Human nature, you know, you want to you want to get back in some way. You want some vindication or justice. So, um, so I was I was researching and litigating the police officers who who did it. Now, this went on for about two weeks, and I remember I was. Just, I like to get in the Word almost every day to study the Word of God. I'm not you know, trying to be sanctimonious or anything like that. It's just my discipline. It's what I enjoy doing. And so no, I, I think that's great. I'm, I'm getting to this. So I'm, I'm praying about it, and uh, I, I want to litigate. And, you know, God tells me, not verbally, but in my heart, my mind, write a letter to these two cops and forgive them because that's my law. And you give them some of the law from, from their books, and you give them a Bible. So that's what I did. And that's how I dealt with it. As if, because God's law is to forgive every man, wh whoever trespasses against you, I must forgive him because that's his law. So if I'm offended or trespassed against, that's how I enforce God's law, by doing what he tells me to do. So I forgave him. And then I'm, I'm, I'm relieved from it because it's God's property. If that's what he wanted to happen, so be it. So well, that's, that's beautiful all. and counterintuitive. Well, I mean, if it's counterintuitive, it wasn't counterintuitive to me. So that's, that's, that's how I handle it at that time. That's to answer your question. So that was effective? Yes, it was, because my belief is that I must be a witness of Jesus Christ's kingdom. And, and we all are sinners, and we need forgiveness, and they need to hear the gospel. And that's the most important thing to me. It's not, it's not the property. God had blessed me with a better car. He gave me cash for, to buy a better car. That's, you know, that's, that's something else. But in my mind, it's settled because I don't need to come against my adversary. I don't need to come at them like they come at me because that's, that's not the way of Jesus Christ. The way of Jesus Christ is forgiveness. And that, because the greatest commandment is what? To love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbors yourself. And those who do that, that, that's the fulfilling of the law. That's the law. That's and your neighbor. If you do that, that's you're not going to cause harm to your neighbor. So there's, no, there's nothing that could come lawfully. That's why, like, I know um, Gus stresses that, you know, like, if, if you're dealing with something in court, and I just had something happen to me recently, that um, oh. you make a notice, yeah. Like, where's the man or woman that brings a valid, a valid claim that I, Peter Blau, a man, has caused them harm, injury, or loss? I'm here to settle the controversy. I'm here to take care of yeah. if I really do that. You can't, there's nothing, the law that people think is against them can't come against you on that, in that issue. So God's law, that's enforcing God's law. In my mind, I would deal with it. I like that a lot. It's, it's his, uh, but the thing is, it's not. This doesn't emanate from me. You could let's just see it in the Bible. I'm just witnessing to that, and 
This is what I'm talking about. This is the practical thing that happens. And when I gave that notice, I gave a scripture. I gave in, in Romans uh, chapter 13, where it talks, Paul says, Oh, no man anything except for the debt of love, because love is the fulfilling of the law, because it works no Right. That makes sense. What you just said makes a lot of sense because if you said everyone's under that and the state laws are actually uh, emboldening those statements, then yeah, you definitely have. There's a lot of noise right now. Uh, I'm sorry, that's me. I muted myself. I forgot to shut the speaker off. Like I'm saying, is. Yeah, That's what I'm talking about is practically applying God's word. No need for common law. No need for man's law. God's law is is is, is the only true law. In my mind. That's confusing. Yeah. What, what, That's uh, a little confusing. Well, I mean, because the state laws, the state, the state law is claiming to be underneath of God's will. Well, I mean, that's where I'm at right now. You personally. Yeah. You'd have to take that up with God and, and, and go on the journey, you know, but that that's where I'm at. No, I, I hear what you're saying, though, G. I really appreciate your feedback. I mean, oh. just, just having the dialogue is a very, very intelligent thing. I mean, very, very rarely can we have, have this type of dialogue with anybody, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, this I hope cool. it helps out because I, let, me, let me just say, you know, one more thing. This isn't the only issue I've dealt with. I've dealt with income taxes. Uh, state and federal, I've dealt with lawyers, I've dealt with uh, election agencies, dealt with Social Security Administration, dealt with, you know, employers, you know, investment companies. So it's not like, it, it, like I said, when you start dealing with one thing, it, it, if you're really serious about freedom and liberty, it, it just links you to other things. So, you know, I've got paperwork and paperwork that I've given out to people and stuff like that. And I've had the IRS on my case, and they couldn't do anything. So... You know, that's, that's, that's another another thing, but um, that's how I handle the, the being on the road. Like, when I'm out on the road, you know, people may think I'm crazy. Let, let's, just, let's just think about one thing, insurance, right? If you don't have insurance, your natural self is going to be like, I can't go on the road. What if something happens? What if, you know, cause an accident? You know, I have to pay a lot of money. I go on those roads. I don't have any insurance. I don't have any earthly insurance. My trust is in the Lord. Now check this out. Why do people have insurance? Mainly two reasons. Why do people have insurance? And that's a requirement to be on the road if you're licensed and you register your car. You have to have insurance. I think people have insurance because, um, first of all, they were brought up to believe that they need it or have to have it, and it's a legal requirement. That's an, another reason. But the other thing is also it's a common law fixture that, it, you know, whereby it, see, there's a blending and merging of statutes and common law. And so there's kind of this, like, gray area where we think that insurance is somehow a statutory thing and, and, and came from the legislature, when, in fact, it actually comes from the common law. So insurance is a thing that comes directly from the common law. Go ahead. But you didn't answer the question. 
Why, do, why we do we have to have common law? So I mean, about, wait, have interest? Don't, so forget about people who don't know common law. They don't know law. They don't do anything. But they, they get these insurance policies. But why do you think they get them? Why do you think the two? Now, these are, these are not the only reasons, but these are two primary reasons. And I ask this because I want to illustrate something. Well, anyone else? I, I, I think it's fear. They just have, you know, they have to do it. They have this fear that if they don't do it, they're going to be punished. It's because they have no forgiveness in their heart. No, think about it more practically. They want to be protected. They want to be provided for. Something happens. Right, they, want, they, want, they, they want to be reimbursed. They want to be protected. Correct. Their assets. So when I go on the road, and I don't, I don't say I have any earthly insurance, but I say I have godly insurance because it's all where you put your trust. Doesn't God offer to the believer who trusts him protection and provision? So anyone who has really an insurance policy, and, and this is not a condemnation, this is just something to think about, is really they're have, putting their trust in an artificial entity for their protection and provision. That's idolatry. Peter, that's one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. That's what? One of the most powerful things I've ever heard. Well, you, you know, if you have that kind of belief, you are really amazing. Well, you know, check this out. Hebrews 11, 6 says this, and I'll refer to Scripture sometimes, because, well, all the time, because it's my law. It's the law. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without Forget it. God's only pleased by when we exercise faith. Anyone who comes to him must believe that he is, and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's not, look at all those promises just in that one verse of trusting God. God wants to do so much stuff for us as long as, well, we must act in faith. And that's what the whole Bible is about. And that's what this is all about, is by living faith in his word and applying it to our lives. And, you know, in but, but you know, there's so, there's so much controversy surrounding God, though. Yeah, but that's why when I when I first started talking about this, I, I specifically mentioned the specifics of God's word. You know, if we're talking about God, we need to be specific in what He said and how it's applied. That's the difference. So like, I hear people talk, "Oh, it's God's law." Well, what in God's law are you talking about? And then nobody talks about it. Go back to the common law and talk about other stuff. But no one actually says, well, what in God's law are we dealing with to apply this? Well, I, I'm down with free will. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But, but we're responsible with that free will. And God's going to hold all of us accountable. He's going to hold me accountable. Like, he, he wants to tell everybody, but not everybody's listening. That's the it. That's the problem. Not like the information's not there. But he, he's not going to twist our arms. You know, like the, like the government here, you know, you don't do what they say. They point a gun at your head. They go, you must do, well, wait a second. You're not my master. Are you my master and my God? Well, I don't know about you, but Jesus Christ is my God and master. You can't be. So, that, I mean, that's my position. It's a great position. It's beautiful. Um, Praise the Lord. I just... Gotta get my mind around it a little bit more. Uh, hey man, I, I didn't, I didn't arrive at this in 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 a month. You know, I've been dealing with this <laughs> for ten years. So, and and well, and, you and, know, it, 
it was through a lot of study, a lot of experiences to applying the stuff. So, you know, I don't know. I've had a lot of conversations with the Catholic Church. You know, I've had a lot of discussions. I've had a lot of discussions. You're not going to get anywhere with the church. I mean, I've been through it with pastors. I've been through it, and you know, they just they don't want to look at the evidence. You know what they said? You know what they said to me? They said, we'll pray for you. I'll take prayer. Yeah, the, the thing is, is uh, you know what Peter's talking about. Um, if you go to Jeremiah 31, 31 to thirty-four, you know that's where you find uh, it, it. It says right there: No longer shall one man teach the law to another, but I will put the law in his heart, and he shall know me. You know, it's it's. I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but it's Jeremiah 31, 31 to 34. And God lays the law down on your heart. For for you, the law may be that you're supposed to go across the street today and help somebody out. The law for me is different that morning. It's different because I'm, I'm living in different circumstances, different opportunities. And so by tuning in to what you're supposed to be doing, uh, you know, the more you do that, the more you hear, the more you, the, the more the things that you're supposed to do and start resonating in your body and your spirit and your mind and, and you start moving in that direction every day and you allow what's inside to have some kind of control over what you're actually doing or not doing. Sometimes you'll get a word, you'll get a, a message or whatever. I mean, I don't hear voices Okay, but I just know that I'm supposed to be doing this thing that I've never even gave any thought to. And today's the day, and like in an hour from now is when I need to do this. And I know, I just know that I need to do it. And sometimes I'll have an idea, and and I specifically get the impression, the feeling, whatever it is, don't do that. Okay, and that usually comes with like a knock on the head. Like I'll get an idea and then I'll bang my head on the steel beam and I'll be like, okay, okay, I get it. You know, and it's really, it's funny, but that's my communication and that's how it works with me and it might be different for you. I don't know how it works with everybody else. But what, what I see Peter doing is tuning in to what's going on, you know, that, that what's going on uh, inside him you know, the Holy Spirit talking to him. And that's what I do. Other people call it different things. But, you know, but you feel it, you hear it, you know it, you know what you're supposed to be doing, and that's your law. And if you tune into that well enough, you you will absolutely be able to carry that through court and succeed. You know, that's that's exactly what happened to me in 2015 with that gun charge, okay? I, that all I knew, it was it was rock-solid. It was the foundation of my soul. I walked in to court with so much peace. I thought I was in denial, and uh, you know, because it was—I mean, I'm looking at years in prison, and I have no anxiety, no stress, nothing. It was absolutely peaceful, and and I thought, what the heck? This this ain't right. I've, I mean, I I always get anxiety when I go to court. What's wrong, you know? And um, and and when you have that kind of peace with everything you're doing. Uh, that's when you'll be doing the right things for the right reasons and you'll have everything you need to do it. 
Let me uh, let me share uh, one scripture. I mean, there's many scriptures, but this one in particular had a huge impact on my life in dealing with these things. Because when you're dealing with these things, I mean, it's, it's human nature to fear, and and when we fear, um, it, you know, it messes us up. It keeps us from doing uh, what what needs to be done. But I remember coming across the scripture said, um, "The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me?" Man can do nothing to me. My fellow man can do nothing to me unless God allows it. If, he wants, if I'm going to get pulled over, yes, the good Lord allowed it. If I'm going to jail, if that's the Lord's will, there's nothing I can do. I'm going to jail. But in my mind, it's settled that if that happens, not that I want it to happen, I'm not like you know, a martyr you know, to purposely want that to happen, but if it's going to happen, they're going to hear about the gospel because that's what's on my heart. I think that's, what, I think that's the main thing that's important. Jesus says, without me, do nothing. So, I mean, everything I do without him is worthless. So, um, Acceptance of a higher wisdom. Yeah, I mean, his word is, uh, it's totally changed my life. You know, I, I never thought I'd be living like this, but um, liberty is great. It's wonderful. And, uh, but, but uh, you know, the thing we need to be cautious about is rejecting the author of liberty. I mean, a lot of, like I said, this is just from my experience of, you know, being and, you know, listening to a lot of different people, is that God's often left out. We talk about freedom, but we leave And that's a shame. Yeah, it's sad, but we're not going to get anywhere if we leave him out. We could talk about, you know, these concepts of law and procedure, but without him, it's pointless. In my mind, it's pointless. No, no. All law is attributed to God. That's it. Yeah, I mean, it makes and, it simple. You know, I don't know what you believe exactly or how you would, but that's what I came to realize some time ago. And I didn't know how to apply it exactly, but I did realize it. And the other thing is, let me ask you this, Peter. Have you, <clears throat> have you experienced limited... I mean, you know, we like to live, we want to live, but we don't want to just exist. And the more we become honest with ourselves and our beliefs, sometimes you feel like you can only exist and you're not really living. Is, have you felt that way? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. We need to get past that. Yeah, I mean, is I it possible? Another thing is, I mean, this is this is a huge topic. It's, I mean, it's hard to get everything, you know, can't get everything in on a, on a conversation like this. I mean, just just the uh, spiritual application of it. But you know, I mean, we're we're raised, we're indoctrinated with. Uh, and this is just my understanding, you know, from the word is that somehow we are our, the lives, our lives are our lives, and and that's not biblical. <laughs> Like, you know, because I'm into the Bible, that's not biblical. My life actually belongs to God. So it's not like I'm a free agent and then God. God gives me the, the, the ability to be free, but I'm responsible to him and his will. So really his will is, is important, more important to me than my own will. Like Jesus said, he said, not my will be done, but your will be done. He gave us a well, then that. Disrespect, it's kind of the same as a trust, is it not? Stewardship? Well, what, 
Well, I, I don't really know much about trust. I mean, actually, it's kind of weird because, you know, it's been on my mind to maybe do some research on them. But as of right now, and I'm not, I'm not dogmatic, you know, I mean, my mind can be changed, but as of right now, I don't, for me, I don't see any need for it. What I mean is if you were to look at the Bible as a trust, God has entrusted us. There you go, yeah. And as yeah, man. that's exactly that's that's exactly what it is, David. It's a stewardship trust. That's a good point. Yeah, but it's you know, obviously it's outside of you know man's structure. I'm not saying those structures are wrong, but as of right now, like where I'm at, I don't see any purpose for it in my life. But, you know, I could be wrong, man. I definitely need more education. I don't know if that helps you guys. Hello? That was really great, Peter. I, I really like what you were saying and everything. It's just interesting to try to get my head around it. Yeah. And it, it, you, you, your conviction and belief is amazing. I wish, I've always struggled with faith, you know, but I do definitely believe, definitely believe in a higher power. And yeah, that well, power is, you know, given to me, you know, this is the reason I'm here right now. Well, I mean, it all boils yeah. down to this. I mean, it's, it's, it's what our view, what we believe about Jesus Christ. And I don't say that on my own accord because Jesus makes that claim. What do you, what do people say who I am? Who, who do you, I'm not, now this is rhetorical. You, you don't have to answer me uh, on it, but. You might want to think to yourself, who do you believe Jesus to be? Because doesn't he say, now check this out, he says in his word, um, disciples who continued in his word, Jesus says, they will know the truth, and the truth will set them free. But the one prerequisite was that they were disciples of Jesus, and they continued in his word. That was the prerequisite, having faith in him and his word, to know what freedom actually is. That makes sense. I mean, we could talk about freedom, but like I said, without the author, we really won't know, truly know what freedom is. He says you should know the truth and it should set you free. So, but if we don't continue in his word, we're not his disciples, we really won't know the truth. And we really won't be free. Make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it's just being his word. I'm not a I, I'm not as studied as, as some people. Um, and, you know, I basically got the fundamentals down. You know, Jesus' message is pretty clear. So anyway, that that's how I, I apply, you know, his word. And, and, and that works. And that works. And, that, and you're able to change people's hearts. Uh, in uniform, and 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 get them to see the light. Right. Yeah, because I mean, if that was if that was the case, you wouldn't. I mean, if the government was doing what the Lord commands, you, we wouldn't <laughs> be happy. As if. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's simple, but. No, no, I'm with you. I mean, look. <clears throat> My son was stolen from me, all right? So I 
I could immediately turn to the Ten Commandments. Immediately. Even the gospel that references the Ten Commandments, you know, in the New Testament, I could immediately turn to that. And in one statement, identify the wrong. Yeah. Pretty simple. Thou shalt not steal. Right. But you, right? you have to you have to go a little further than that. You have to find out what God's will is specifically for you in that specific situation from his how to handle it from his word. I mean, I can't tell you that. I don't know if anybody can, but that's the part that's 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 the importance of having a relationship with him. I mean, we all deal with stuff. You know, what, how are we going to handle it? Me? I go right to the Lord. Because I know he knows better than I do. And he's never failed me in over 23 years. Never. I've been through some stuff. So, I mean, that's just, that's my experience. I'm just, you know, giving that out there. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I I want to let go that way. <laughs> I want to, I do. I want to, I want to um, acquiesce to that higher power and that they go yeah but you know i i feel like i can't confound wrong and right and so i have to take measures earthly measures well like i said i mean if if we if we i mean just think of this if i profess to believe jesus christ but i'm doing things my way rather than his way does that make sense because if I profess to believe him, I'm professing that I'm basically his slave. I mean, that's what the word says. We're, we're slaves. Which is fine because, you know, that's by design creation. Yeah, yeah, everybody's slave to the creator. Right. So, Which, which mean, is acceptable. But the thing is, a lot of times we, we, we let our wills take over we want to be little gods and i mean because we're sinners we're in this corrupt body but it, it, it's like a discipline i mean disciple is, is is you know from the word discipline is are, are we learning the disciplines of jesus christ we do we know what he actually says and what it means and how it's applied and that's just you know that's that's just the way i approach it i mean yeah i went through a divorce over a lot of this stuff and my ex-wife didn't, she wasn't on board. She was like, you got to go, buddy. You know, and, and you deal with that whole dynamic. I was like, okay, Lord, how do you want me to deal with it? You know? And, Peter. Uh, I'm not going to get into that, but. I, you are intelligent. You have faith. And you're studied. And that's beautiful. And that's what's working, right? But what about yeah. all the people who have no have no capacity to get there i'm sorry what if nobody other people don't have the capacity yeah they're in jail everybody they're has the capacity. It, 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 it's a choice in the matter and like i said it's either you know well do i want my will be to be done or i want his will to be done do i really want to get to know him I really don't care to get to know him. I'd rather watch TV right now rather than getting his word. You know, practical things like that. And Jesus says, you know, those who, and more will be given, but those, what they have, they're not going to listen. We, we even what they have is going to be taken away. I mean, he says some things that are just like, blow your socks off. Really? I mean, it's some serious stuff. 
I mean, he's not like, he doesn't sugarcoat anything. He just tells us the way it is. So, I mean, it's, I mean, you've heard him say, you know, um, he who listens to my word and does it, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house upon a rock. Are you familiar with that, what he said in the Sermon on the Mount? Uh -huh. You know, storms come, but, you know, the house didn't get blown over or destroyed because it was built on the but rock. But he who is without sin cast the first stone? No, well, what I'm getting at, check this out. The next thing he says is, I will liken this man who hears my word but doesn't do it, I will liken him to a fool. The fool heard his word, but he didn't do it. And that's the issue we're dealing with today. People hear his word, but they don't want to do it. That's the issue. You got people listening, and people don't care to listen. So it's that, that, that cycle that they're on constantly because, well, you know, it's and then you get into these theological discussions, which have application. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, when I listen, when I when I when I when I read that, I'm like, well, I'm either a wise man or a fool. What's the difference? I'm either doing the word, hearing it, and doing it, or I'm not doing it. It's that simple. I mean, is that hard to understand? You know how simple that law is. That's a law right there. You just stated the law, the law of listening and obeying, doing. A few years ago. <clears throat> I came to the conclusion, right? Well, maybe it wasn't a conclusion, but it was more like um, you know, I always thought God and God's law was here to protect me. But then I kind of concluded that it was I who was supposed to protect God in God's law. And I thought, you know, everything I had learned, and I'd go, I went to Catholic school, I went to Sunday school, and I was Orthodox. And so I had a lot of, a little bit of a religious background. Um, and it always confused me. <laughs> Although I, I did love Jesus because Jesus was, Jesus had a lot of cool things to say. And I, I always loved some of the things that, you know certain things specifically that resonated with me but the thing was i thought to myself god is neutral you know and unless there's some kind of miracle it's my job to protect god and his word and his law not the opposite and that's what i concluded a few years back and that pretty much fucked my head up. Um, can, I you, can I ask you a question? Sure. You don't have to answer. Is that biblical? <laughs> Are we taught the word of God? You can't answer it. I mean, you don't have to. But I just, for me, I, I, just I, don't, I don't, was thinking I don't about. God. I don't. I don't see where that's in the word. In the word of God, but you know. No, no, no. It wasn't. It was just. It was a thought. It was just some something that came in my head one day. I had this one day. I I, I was I was uh, taking care of my son, and I was. It was a struggle, you know, because I was stressed out, and then so I woke up one morning. I was exhausted. I didn't know what to think, and all of a sudden, this this kind of thought came to my head, and I said, you know, because I was being attacked, I was being. Uh, 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 you know, 
subjected in some respects. I don't have to get into too many details, but it wasn't really just, it was just because I started to live honestly, started to make my own choices. And I actually wanted to experiment to say, you know what, is the law governed by law or force? And I, I decided to make myself the guinea pig of an experiment. And the idea was uh, to figure that question out. And so I said, um, is it governed by law or force? And the answer was force. That was the conclusion of my experiment. The bottom line was, um, at that point in time, I I turned to God's law. I turned to God's law. I said, God all law and i actually was it was it was so weird because i think it was just from being a single dad for so long it was so weird that like i just kind of lost myself and woke up one day blank and then i just this question appeared to me and i was sitting there and i thought to myself is god protecting me or is it my job to protect what god has to say and that's what you know i thought and, and since then, I've always thought that way. Does that make any sense? Uh, yeah, do you still think that way? I, I you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's still a, it's still a question. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I oh. think, yeah, in, in some way, if, if we don't stand like you have been standing yourself like you are and it's so impressive you are standing for god so you are protecting god as yeah, god's I protecting i don't look at it that way but I, I i sort of get what you're saying i just wanted to share that because it really did occur to me um you know Anyway, I didn't make this too biblical, but I think it's amazing how you, you're standing like that. And I would like to see some of the, if I, if you could share any of um, what you've done in, in writing, I'd love to yeah. see it. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff I could figure out. Yeah, I have to go over this with Gus, getting some stuff posted, posted on his website. Um, I'll put together some of the uh, court documents that I went through a recent uh, court case uh, several months ago on occupancy issue because I just bought a house in January and I paid cash for it. Make a long story short, Burrow, they force you to get an occupancy permit and you need a mandatory inspection. I wrote a letter to them basically questioning their authority. They didn't like it. Chief of police filed a private criminal complaint on me. So. And I basically used Gus's paperwork from his gun charge. I didn't use everything exact, but they were a template, and filed notices. And I'll and I'll I'll put those together and I'll send them to him. But I put scripture in some of the notices that I sent. Simple, just like what Gus did in his uh, gun charge. I haven't heard from the court. I don't know, like almost six months. And usually they get it here. You know, you don't show up for court. Like if you don't answer things, they're going to send a you know warrant out for your arrest. But I did. I know the court got the paperwork because I sent it certified mail. But I'll get you know I'll, I'll put those up. Um, like I said, other issues I dealt, income tax and stuff like that. 
one thing I did was, for those of you who may be listening or dealing with income taxes and, and struggle with it from a biblical point of view, um, back in 2009, um, when I was part of a church, a pastor got wind of what I was doing because, you know, I, all these things are like a long story, trying to sum them up. But the IRS was on my case, and I was dealing with them. And, you know, I was just sharing, you know, about taxes, actually with a buddy of mine. And we were sitting after church, and I wasn't even talking. My buddy mentioned something about taxes. And a pastor was sitting there, and he got wind of it. So he started asking me stuff like, you know, questions and stuff. Because a lot of people, unless you really delve into the law, it's really it's not known. But he wanted me to put together like a treatise on my understanding of the biblical scriptures that talk about taxation, how I, how I view it. And I could send that to Gus, like 20 pages. And it took me like seven months to write it because it was like in my brain, but I never really articulated it on paper. So, I mean, if some of you guys struggle with income taxes and those, you know, those typical scriptures that people rely on, like render to Caesar what is Caesar's and, you know, scriptures like that, um, I address. So, you know, you do that as well. But I'm, I'm going to be speaking next next Wednesday. I don't, you know, uh, maybe further about this. So, uh, yeah, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, good stuff. Hey, Peter, the uh, paperwork you're going to – Peter, the paperwork you're going to send me, any uh, – you don't mind if I put that up on Google Drive, correct? No, I don't care. All right. If there if there is, just let me know ahead of time because I'm just going to presume that it's okay to put it up there. Yeah, whatever I email to you, you could just you could just put whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. Okay. Yeah, um, I'll drop it into the WhatsApp group and I'll put it in the uh, Google Drive where uh, yeah. everybody's got access. Yeah. So, yeah. Anybody has any other questions? Um, I don't know if I'll have answers, but... <laughs> hey, I got a, I got a quick question for David. Um, so, uh, you know, I believe that whether you go to heaven or hell, like this is kind of the question you were talking about before. I believe it's... I'm trying to make a connection there. Um, our creator is going to win. Whether no matter what happens in our lives, no matter what we, you know, what what we experience, the direction that we go, whatever's going to happen, he's going to win in the end. And I just... Uh, well, he's already won. So, yes, he's... Exactly. So the thing is, is, okay, whose side... Even if we don't make it, even if we suck at what we do, even if we, you know, don't make the grade, whose side do we want to be on in the end? Who do we want to glorify? Who do we want to, you know, whose side do we want to be on? Even if we're not good enough to make the grade and to enter his kingdom, you know, whose side do we want to be on? I don't know. Does that make any sense, or is that kind of what you were trying to talk about? Yeah, I mean, obviously, 
you got to be on. <clears throat> you have to be with God ultimately because, you know, it only makes it's just common sense. You know, I think we're born with it. We know we know right from wrong. We know when we violate the sanctity of another man's heart or another woman's heart, it's pretty simple, right? But there's so many of us in denial. And, uh, you know, that's their problem. Well, hey, quick question, interjection here. Jonathan, California. Did you know God's law is what they call natural law? Of course all of you did know that already. But this is the thing. Of, of all the different types of law, from what my research shows me, is that God's law is considered to be a recognizable area of law in with, that is recognized, obviously, within the legal system. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, I yeah, believe that as well. Yeah, but, I mean, it, it come, I don't want to sound insensitive, but, I mean, for me, I, I, I don't care what a legislature or a government official thinks about God's law. In a sense that, oh, oh, yeah, okay, we're going to recognize it. So, okay, we'll deal with it. Like, God's law is God's law, is it? I mean, it's it's required on all men. So that's that's why I guess mm -hmm. you know there's no reason for any other. Some of the statutes they they reflect somewhat of God's law, but they would just reject God's law, like. Okay, murder in the first degree or manslaughter. Thou shalt not kill. God's already said it. We don't need you to put it in a statute. Let's just look to the author. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Even but, though the state Peter, recognizes. Oh, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. I'm just saying. Where's the enforcement? That's that's my only question. Right. Yeah, my, no, only, my only. I'll answer it. I'll try to answer it. Here's here's what I think of the answer to the question is: Where do we get enforcement for God's law, natural law? It's actually found in state law, and they've done it that way on purpose, specifically with the goal of fucking everyone's heads up. Okay, so you you have to really go with your heart on this thing. You can't just be blowing with the wind. You know, and, and pick up on anything that sounds good or at the time that you know, might need it or whatever, but you have to actually be living something within your heart space. This is why it's recognized within the statutes. And so the, the state actually does enforce uh, your religious freedom, your religious right for you. So I hope that answered it. Yes, it does. Somewhat. But I have some other ideas. Um, but I don't want to. I don't want to take too much of the the uh, time tonight. I have a, a whole. Too late for that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, you know what it is? Is it said I miss Gus. I haven't talked to him in a long time, and uh, I'm so glad to just be a part of this tonight. Hey, David, I got uh, one more little thing for you here. So, do you believe that we are Dude, all Eric, going to... Eric, Eric, yeah. you just cut him off when he was saying all these wonderful things about me, man. 
That's why you cut him off. What are you kidding me? <laughs> hey, you think Eric and I aren't texting each other? Hey, Gus, if you need me to stroke your ego, Lager, I can do that. <laughs> uh, Eric, is, Eric is headquarters, man. Hey, that's right. Eric is headquarters. How you doing, sir? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, bro. I can't I believe that. Hey, Gus, how you doing, man? Interesting. I just want to, I wanted not, I haven't said anything here tonight, so I just wanted to say something real quick. I was on the, uh, I was on the call, I'm listening, and uh, my son called. And he's frantic. And dad, I got pulled over. What are you doing Wednesday? <laughs> so we'll talk about it some other time, Gus. <laughs> Sounds good. Funny stuff. Sounds good. For anybody who uh, who doesn't know, uh, Jeff does the show with Dana on Tuesday nights. And Eric is on. Hey, Donaldson, you need to mute up, dude. you got a lot of background noise. Uh, oh, I am Eric is. Yeah. Well, it's showing you making noise. Anyway, Eric is with us uh, pretty much on every call. He's got great questions, and uh, so uh, we have a little group, uh, the three of us, where we hang out, and Eric gives us yep. things to be jealous about. He posts all these pictures of going fishing in Chesapeake Yeah, he Bay does a lot of fishing. Having a good time. Got a rough life. Yeah, he does a lot of fishing, yeah. So that's, that's, who's on the, that's who you're listening to right now. Hey, yep. somebody's got to do it. <laughs> right. I'm glad That's you're taking right. on that burden. I, I live vicariously through you. <laughs> Make right sure on. you have a fishing <laughs> Well, actually, I do. I have one for my boat because I take pretty much everybody fishing, whoever wants to come. And I'm all like, I'm all like, there, there's no way that I'm going to be able to explain stuff to them. So, yeah, I yeah. pay the 50 bucks. I put the sticker on the boat. And then anybody who goes fishing with me can uh, just fish away. So, and anybody on this call is welcome. If you ever come to Southern Maryland, get a hold of uh, Gus. He'll put you in touch with me, and I will take you fishing. Right. That's good. Cool. Okay, so my yeah. last thing for you here, David, I got, I got one thing to get, get, get around here. So I believe that all of us are going to stand before our Creator naked, bending our knee, confessing that He is our Creator and Master, and we are going to have to make an account for our lives. So do you believe that? And if so, do you believe that this is a good time to basically build a relationship with your creator so that when you come to that time, when your life is done, and you're standing before him, and all the world is witness to it, and you're there bowing before your creator. Do you believe that this is a good time to start building a relationship with him? To be his servant? 
that's a deep question <laughs> uh yeah you know of course of course you know i believe that i am um servant to my creator you know i i i, I try to live that way in regard to the way I treat other people and the way I treat my mom and the people who are close to me. Sure, yeah, I do believe that. I believe I got some but thing to answer to because if I didn't, I'd be way out of control. Um thing is, um you know, I, I struggle with it because it doesn't talk to me. You know, there's there's no there's no talk. So I think more I think more pragmatic. I'm a little bit more practical in my my strategy in way of 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 of, of shielding. You know, things. I I I love where you guys are at with the. This is great for me. It kind of took me out of where my head was today. Um, because to be honest with you, you know, I had this whole outline of, of <laughs> being organized and creating preemptive, you know, things through and use of <clears throat> using what is in the material world in a reverse way to to control and maintain our freedom yes yes but you see what i'm saying but at the same time where you guys are at is faith in god that's i didn't expect this i didn't expect it tonight i expected it and if i had time i would share what i expected <laughs> uh but you know perhaps another time the point is i think it's great i think i think you're right i definitely think you're right because belief is probably the most powerful thing we have that all right brother i got yeah well i just got one more quick question for you guys where i'll leave you <laughs> Well, I don't swear because I don't swear, but um, so the last question is, if your Messiah came to you tonight and said, David, I'm going to ask you to die for me tomorrow, and it's going to be horrific. You're going to suffer. You're going to be in pain and misery like no one ever has but i need you to do it for me would you do it brother yeah i'd do it and i don't say that lightly i've been doing it right on Awesome. <clears throat> I, I have a question. Who, who 
who is the creator? Is it specific who the creator is? I believe that his name is Yahua. I do not believe it's uh, the name that everybody else gives him. I believe Jesus. it's Yahua. What, the English word Jesus? <clears throat> Isn't it subjective? Well, I'm, you know, I'm just, I was just, I was just asking the question, so I got gotcha. you. Who do you think it is? Jesus Christ. Oh, I can okay. say the Greek, Jesus uh, Christos. I can go uh, the Hebrew, um, um, Yeshua Hamashiach. You know, it doesn't matter. It's, I believe it's Jesus Christ. Okay. For communicative purposes, I mean. Whatever language you want so to So that's why name. we say that's why we say the creator so we don't really you know, sometimes we get into that the the we get into a debating thing. It's it's interesting yeah. how 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 man works, isn't it? How we find we we get to a point where we're like we debate over like the dumbest stuff. Yeah, we get dogmatic <laughs> and Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you, man. I just you know, it's like for me it's just like the creator. You know, I don't know. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, but I have I have faith. See, Muslims right? believe in the Creator, but they don't believe Jesus Christ is the Creator. So that's why, you know, these things are specific. So you know, that's why, you know, the, the whole premise of living this way is, is to do it specifically according to God's Word, specifically. So, I mean, I mean that's a... Who my the question is. to you, my question to you, though, is there law before that? Well... I wanted to say, are you the, are you the guy that asked the, uh, made the statement or the question of the, because it was written in the Constitution about giving credit to Almighty God that the legislators no, were already was, no that, that wasn't was, me that was somebody else no that Peter, wasn't me have you ever yeah. asked yourself why has God forsaken you no because the word says He'll never leave me nor forsake me so if He's forsaken me He's a liar. I, you know, I heard you made that statement that you don't hear God, you know, and I've heard that from a lot of people, and this is just food for thought, you know, just, just you know, for self-reflectiveness. You know, God says in his word that if we have unconfessed sin in our lives, he won't listen to us. So if there's unconfessed sin in your life, you know, and that's between you and God, you'd, you'd have to, you know, and then you have a purpose of getting in his word and wanting to learn from him. Listen, we're sinners, man. We're not perfect. You know, you're not going to live perfectly. Sorry. I mean, doesn't matter how, you know, I could sit here and claim how, how much belief I have and the things I'm doing is great and whatnot. I'm still a sinner. I still screw up. But I know God's Word says if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's a promise. That's a law. That's a law right there Maybe. to keep you on par with the Lord. So you don't but maybe, do you believe that you're charged with something that God has asked of you? No, because Jesus Christ took it all at the cross. He paid for it all. So it's not about works. It's about believing what Jesus did. That is the catapult for your relationship with the Lord. Because without Jesus, there's no access to the Father. He says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
So when people talk about religion, God, the creator, who is this God you're talking about? Who's the creator you're talking about? The Bible specifically says it's Jesus Christ. So, and there could be, you know, debates about that, but just what is, go back to the word. What does the word say? Be, conv- be convinced from the word. Like, I could sit here and tell you, or I could give you my interpretation. This is all nice. But what do you, who do you say Jesus is according to the word? And now you have to go to the word and find out for yourself. And then you need to get the confidence from the word, your understanding in the word. You get that confidence, so you're not moved. Those basic questions, that, for me, they're settled. Because I understand what the word says. So now I can move on to something. Because something. God wants to move us from this basic stuff and move us into the, you know, this stuff we're talking about, this, this freedom stuff, the licenses and trusts and income taxes, this is major stuff. Most people don't deal with these things. And, and it's these very things that affect our life and what God wants us to do. He wants to free us from all that. So now we're living for him. See, like, again, everything, how I approach it, it's primarily not about my right. It, it, you know, it's about glorifying Jesus Christ because, like I said, he's the author of it. I mean, and, 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 the word, and why I say that is because the word says it. So that's how I live it. Do I live it perfectly? No. Am I always glorifying God? No. That's my motive. Do I get pulled over? I'm going to be praying to the Holy Spirit. What do you want me to say? Because I'm going to be extremely angry and belligerent right now if you don't control what's coming out of my mouth. You know, how am I going to glorify you in this situation? See that relationship thing? If I have unconfessed sin in my life and I'm just doing whatever I want and just coming back to God when I got my tail between my legs, that's not really a relationship. I mean, does that make sense? I mean, I screw up. Hey, God, I screwed up here. You know, I, and move on, you know? See, yeah, I think, Peter. Peter, that's exactly the point. That's yeah, exactly okay. the point, is that it's not about us. It's not about our lives. This is not our life. We don't own it. Yeah, we exactly. are borrowing this body for a short period of time. It is on loan to us. And he, our creator, is going to see what we're going to do with it while we're here. Right. And so this is all just a test to see what we're going to do. Are we going to follow his commandments? Are we going to, you know, are we going to love our neighbors as we love ourselves? Are we going to love each other as our Messiah loved his disciples? What? It's just what we are going to do with this little temporary body that we have on loan. It's not ours. It's not our life. It's just a loaner. And, you know, we're going to be, when we stand before our creator, buck naked, kneeling before him at the last day with the entire world that has ever lived watching us, we're going to answer for what we did. That's what I believe. Now I'm gonna ch- can I challenge you? Sure. What what why do you have that belief? Why do you believe it's true? What's it based on? Why do I believe which part of what I said is true? That we're gonna be held accountable. Why like why do you believe that? Um, what, what is it based on? 
I, I'm making a point here. I'm, I, you know, I, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I'm, I'm trying to make a point. No, that's totally cool. But that's a that's a great question. Um, I I guess I believe that because I've always believed that. Like I've always, even from the time I was a little kid, I believed that, uh, for lack of a better uh, description, I've always believed there was a camera on me. I've always believed that everything I've done, I was being watched. Okay. And that's a good reason. Now, the next part of the question is, based on what? What what authority do you get that from? Why is that an authority in your life? And where does that come from? I believe, okay, so I believe that it's based on my relationship with my Heavenly Father. Okay, then, so your Heavenly Father is, is speaking to you? And so if he's speaking to you, it must be something specific, correct? Yes, yeah. So... Where is it that he says that? The Where point I'm making is, is how we deal with all law. A lot of times, we're not specific. We, we talk in these ambiguous concepts of law, but we're not, we're not specific. Like, I know what you're talking about, and I totally agree with you, but we need to be specific. Like, I would say, well, I believe that is an aspect of God's law, because he says it, and this is where he says it. This is specifically what he says. That, why I say that is because we could do something with it now. Like when uh, Gus said, I don't want to hear theories. Theories don't help anybody. It's the specifics of experience. It's the specifics of dealing with the law. Like, for example, if I was accusing you of breaking a law, what would be your first reply or response to that. I didn't give you any specifics now. I just said, you're breaking the law. What's your name? Eric. Eric. I said, Eric, you're breaking the law. Is that I would say, I would say, uh, who's saying that I broke what law? What? Exactly. You want specifics. That's how we exactly. need to. So if we are asking for specifics in and we're not de- like a question like that. Someone may ask, may say that to you. They're not thinking God's law. They're just, you know, just in general, like just the indoctrination that we grow up with. But especially when we're dealing with God's law, we I can't emphasize enough. We need to be specific because right there, what you're doing is and you need to be careful. What you're doing there is you're speaking. You're taking the position that you're speaking truth and representing the truth. What if what you were speaking wasn't really the truth? How would you know it's the truth or not? These are like deep questions that I think about, that ponder. A lot of us walk around thinking like we have authority. We say things authoritatively without even realizing it. Like I had a, so you, you know, reference the word. Exactly. But what, it's like someone said to me one time, like, you know, they're – because when you get in the, when you're involved in this whole type of living your life, it's different from other people. And when people see that, they question it. But some people are offended at it, so they accuse you and they, they take an authoritative position without even realizing it. Like, you don't pay income taxes? Well, you're breaking the law. Well, wait a second. 
Are you some authority that you know what the law says? Do you know exactly how it's applied? So I can't emphasize that and, and encourage enough that we be specific expositors of the word. Like what you were saying about an account, it says right in First, uh, First Corinthians chapter 3, we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ to be judged what we've done in the body. This is just believers, not unbelievers. Well, what we did good or bad in the body. That's basically what you were saying. But you need to get to the point where you know specifically why you believe what you believe. Then you stand on that authority properly. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally does. And I and I, I, perhaps I didn't uh, say it properly, uh, but that was my belief. It was not uh, what I uh, said is the truth. It was my my belief. Right, because you know, but you're gonna be you're gonna be held accountable. You you believe that, right? But yeah, that's what I believe. You're going to be held accountable specifically. What if God came but, to you? So? But, okay, but here's the thing, though. When, when somebody writes something in Scripture that was written uh, years after something may have been said or something may have happened, I, 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 have, no, I have no knowledge that that is actually what happened. I have no knowledge that that is the truth. It is still my belief because it's what somebody else had an, you know, witnessed as an account or somebody told them was an account and then they wrote that down. So I, either way, n none of that I can witness to and say this is truth because I wasn't there. So it's still just my belief. I believe. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, these are these are made, these are big questions, man. They they open. I mean, there's. I, mean, I could sit here and talk for hours on it, but um, I mean, because I could, you know, I what you were just saying raises some questions in my mind that you know I'd like to ask you. But Gus, how long is this, the show going for? <laughs> so you just or no? It's uh, I mean we're scheduled for uh, another fifty minutes. Oh really? So yeah, so yeah, and we're going to be back next week, and and if I mean uh, I don't mind going a half hour longer tonight, you know whatever. You would, you know, I mean you, you'll feel it when when you get tired or whatever when you've had enough, we'll just call it quits and keep going next week. Okay, because um, I mean you you raise some. You say some interesting things, but, um, I mean, one question that just popped into my mind, well, do you believe in Jesus Christ? <clears throat> do you believe in well, Christ died according to the scriptures and was buried three days and, and rose from the dead according to the scriptures? Do you believe that? I believe that uh, pursuant to the translation maybe not being 100% correct but yes so do I don't believe, believe that there I don't believe that his name was Jesus because I don't oh. believe that there was actually a J in the alphabet at okay. that time they, but I do believe that the the guy I do believe the story you know I I understand that there, 
Yes, I do. Shoot. I believe that. Okay. Why? If it's not written, because I. How would you poss- How can you possibly know? <clears throat> well, I I believe it because even though I believe that there are translational issues, I I still believe that the the basic construct of the story is basically intact and I have prayed about it and it's what I believe that my creator has told me is true. Okay. I guess the only thing that really settles, you know, because when we talk about these things, controversies arise. The only thing that settles controversy is, is the law, correct? Policeman pulls you well, over. You believe you believe you're free to move on the roads and own the property, and because you're you're um, you know proceeding under a specific law, right? So what does that law say? Let's look at that law. That'll settle the controversy, right? Either either you you have to have a license or not. What, what I'm getting at is that. It's written down. It's written down because without it being written down, there's no evidence of it. It's just opinion. I mean, even God wrote his law. You know, he wrote it on a tablet, Ten Commandments, even though he didn't physically write the rest of the Bible. And the Bible even says that holy men of God and the prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit because it's of no private interpretation. So that's all I'm saying is, is... you know, is being specific. Because if we're not specific according to what's written down, then it's just it's just opinion. And it now I just made an authoritative statement, right? If it's not written down, it's just an opinion. Where do I have it, the right well, to say that? Am I is that even true? <laughs> yeah, well so just because it's written down does that mean it's true? <laughs> what 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 I'm what I'm getting at is how do we know other than... Well, I'm, and I'm talking about God's Word. Like the Bible says Jesus Christ is Lord. It's written down. He's Lord. But what if it wasn't written down? How would I know? And, and you don't have to answer that. I'm not really... Yeah, it's, well, just, it's just a question that okay. pops into my mind. How would I know? What does the word Lord mean? And what is the word Lord... Where did it come from? And if you take the original... Uh, old, the you know the oldest scripts that we have. It, is that word Lord, and where did that word Lord come from? So I guess that's my question. <laughs> kind of like, funny. I don't. That, that, I was reading in the Word. I didn't. You know, sometimes I'll go back to the original languages, and you know, okay, I'll look at the Greek and look at the Hebrew. I was looking at this one word. I'm in Acts right now, chapter 4, and it talks about the Lord. Now, one of the Greek words for Lord is kurios, which means Lord or Master or Ruler. But another yeah. Greek word that I didn't know was despotes, which is really where we get the word despot. And Jesus Christ is referred to as a despot, which means absolute ruler. So, that I mean, from the language itself, from what was witnessed, like, you know, it's interesting, in Acts chapter 1, when Luke, when Luke wrote that, he said, by many infallible proofs, Jesus showed himself 
you know, after his, his suffering and his resurrection from the dead. He recorded that. So it's written down. See what I mean? Even Jesus pointed back to the Old Testament, the scriptures, because there was no New Testament, obviously. So that's all I'm saying. So us today, 4,000 years, you know, 2,000 years for the you know, New Testament, 4,000 years from you know, the Old Testament, we have all these writings. And it's interesting. I don't even know where I'm going with this. How are we get on that? But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess try to bring myself back because I guess I'm starting to get off on a tangent. Um, it's just to be specific with the word and say this is where I get this idea from because it's written here. Because, you know, we yeah. believe that put the Bible together and he, he, can, he, he preserves it and whatnot. It's into all of And that's totally fair enough. I've, I've, I totally agree with you. And, I, yeah, I'm not obviously not as learned in Scripture as you are. I'm trying to get more, and I'm trying to add to my uh, repertoire of Scripture. I've, you know, been going through a bunch of, uh, you know, stuff like uh, the Book of Enoch and uh, Maccabees and some of the other stuff that's supposedly been lost. I don't know that used to be in the uh, King James version. So I, I mean, I'm I'm doing my best, but yeah, like I I, I fall short, and like I'm sure you you know way more about you know you well, can I mean, quote scripture way more than I can. So like like check this out. I mean, like I, I take his word seriously. I, I, that's all it is. I mean, I come across the scripture shows study to show yourself approved unto God. A workman who needs not to be ashamed, who rightly divides the word of truth. If I'm not studying, I'm not knowing how to rightly divide the word of truth. It, it, you see how simple that is? I mean, it's like, it's like a coin. If it lands on heads, you've got the benefit, right? Let's say you called heads. You, you win. You've got the benefit. But you've got the other side of the coin, which the loser has to deal with. So if the word of God says study... Show ourselves approved unto God, not to any other man, right? And we don't study, so what's, well, what do you think would be the result? We're not approved unto God. We won't be able to rightly divide the word of truth, right? So it's just a matter of us really believing what we profess we believe and just dealing with it, you know, getting the word. A lot of people make a... This isn't a criticism, it's just an observation. Please, this is not a criticism against anybody. You know, I hear a lot of people profess faith in Jesus Christ, but they have no love for his word. I'm scratching my head, I'm like, not weird to me. But anyway, I mean, all you need to do is get in his word. You know, you come across a word, study it, look it up, see what it means. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for that, and I, you know, I... I definitely don't uh, spend as much time on that as I should, but I definitely do that, and I uh, I agree with you 100%. Um, there's a, a, pretty much every time I read Scripture, I don't get very far because I end up looking up words. <laughs> and, uh, you know, by the time I get done looking up words, I'm late for whatever I'm doing, so... Yeah, I mean, it's all, you know, it just, it sounds like your heart's in the right place. It's just, it seems like you need a little structure. 
studying or knowing how to study and whatnot. Listen, sometimes God could teach you an immense amount of knowledge from the Word in five, ten minutes. It's really our attitudes and our motivations we really want to learn. Sometimes I'll read the Word for 15 minutes and I get a lot of stuff. Sometimes I study for two hours. You know? I have, uh, I've got a, uh, a Geneva Bible. Uh-huh. Uh, I forgot what year that is. Uh, but that, that was before the King James. Uh, King James is 1611. The, the Geneva is 15-something. And I've got a Tinsdale Bible. I think that might be 1526. And yeah, the Tyndale. Tyndale, that's it. Yeah, I keep saying that S in there. So uh, every now and then I'll sit down, and, and Tyndale is only the New Testament. But I'll sit down and I'll read something. In, in one Bible, and I'll go online, I'll look it up there as well, your Bible Gateway or something like that, and check out different versions. I use uh, eSword on my computer, eSword.com. You can download different versions. But then I'll pull out you know, some different things, some, some, you know, the Geneva, the, the original King James, I've got that in hard, hard cover. And so I'll, um, I'll look at these, and eventually I get to the Tyndale, and... The, the further back you go, the clearer it gets because they're using, um, you know, especially if you do, you know, some kind of etymology, they're, they're using words that are really, really cool, things that are no longer in the Bible, that are way more descriptive and way more accurate. And what that's taught me over, I can't say years because I haven't been doing it that long, but what that's taught me over time is... Uh, to look for the spirit of the word. What's there? What am I, you know, what's, what's being said is not necessarily my current interpretation based on the definitions that I currently know of those words. And I need to look past that and feel it. And uh, that's what, that's taught me to look much, much deeper than just the surface of the words and what's written. So if that, you know, if that helps, uh, it's a little bit time consuming, and, you know, and certainly going back to the original languages. If you, you know, if you get the concordance and you can do that, I don't have one, um, but you know, that's that's time consuming stuff. But it pays off, and it's 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 really neat. It, it's neat that you make all these discoveries that we make all these discoveries when we do that stuff. You know, when we invest. Well, I mean, that's the whole point, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, who, who doesn't want to learn from the Lord, you know? I mean, yeah, sometimes you get tired. But like I said, man, uh, it's, really, it's really attitude and your, and your motivation. Like, why do you want to get in the Lord? Oh, I have to read my Bible today. Well, is God really honored? You know, or, yeah, Lord, what am I going to learn today? Or what are you going to teach me today? Or, you know, I'm, I look forward to getting your word. I mean, there was, there was a time... Uh, when I was a young Christian, and I was struggling with getting in the Word, I just, I was just being honest. I'm like, Lord, I'm like, I don't feel like getting in your Word. I'm like, I just, I just don't want to get in it. I think it was in the book of Chronicles. I don't want to read Chronicles. It's boring. I said that to the Lord. I was just being honest with him. He had me go through Chronicles teaching, and I just said, you know, I'm just going to get in the Word and trust the Lord. He's going like, to change my attitude, my thinking, thinking. I ended up learning a lot from Chronicles, a very interesting book. Because the spiritual book, I mean, even the word says the natural man cannot receive the things of the Spirit. 
because they're foolishness to them. They can't understand it because they're spiritually discerned. So if we come to the word like 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 you're reading a newspaper or, or a novel, and we just we have a natural mind, it, we're not going to get anything because that's well, you know, it's his love letter to us, you know. <laughs> uh, Peter, um, so when I was in jail in 2004 and five. I was in there for 16 months, and so yeah, you know, people knew. I mean, I was I had learned quite a bit of law back then from George Gordon, and uh, and so you know, guys would come in and you know, they'd be looking for some kind of information or advice, and eventually everybody would point them out and say, "Go up there, go to that cell, go talk to Gus," because they didn't want to hear about it. They wanted to watch Jerry Springer. <laughs> yeah. So in that in that atmosphere. Uh, nobody really wants to, you know, tune into God for the first time because you know most of them are desperate it's their first time in, and but eventually they settle down and they're like, you know, well, I'm here. Or, I mean, what productive thing can I do? Some of them say that they get to that mindset, and uh, when it comes to the Bible, um, you know, a lot of them were like, well, you know, let's talk about something else. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, you know. What do you think the Bible is? And they tell me all this stuff, and I say, "Hey, check this out." You know, Songs of Solomon, talking about her breasts and her thighs and pomegranates, and and they'd be like, "No way, that's not in there." They thought I was making it up, <laughs> and so even though they didn't have a mind for it, it certainly did uh, capture their attention. And you know, you might be reading something that. You know, you're not in the mood to read, but there's all there's something's going to jump out at you, and yeah. you never know what you're going to run across. You know, um, you know, I know those guys had no expectation to find anything like, you know, uh, <laughs> the Songs of Solomon in the Bible. <laughs> in the Bible, no, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. What's that? I said you got pornographic stuff in the Bible. I said I'm only well, kidding. Well, no, it's not, you know, exactly. That's the point. It's, you know, these guys are getting magazines, and, you know, they, they think that they've got something that's, you know, that's so special because, you know, it's it, it's showing. I think Maxim Magazine was, like, the big deal. And uh, I'm like, just, you know, you want to read some good stuff, man, turn the songs to Solomon. You know, that, that's where it's at. <laughs> <clears throat> Can I can I shift the subject a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, David. Please. Um, just I, you know, um, the the stuff we're talking about is uh is really deep and you know, um, amazing and I'm just not sure how to take it and apply it in a practical way to the things that are you know challenging me today except that i can accept the suffering by accepting the higher power choice for what i'm suffering or what many people are suffering and so that seems to be um one way to to deal with it 
we 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 give it to God and say this is God's wisdom, and uh, you know that's great. And in in how you guys are using it, I don't really quite fully grasp. But I had some ideas that were more practical in the way of of dealing with the everyday challenges and um uh the problems and the challenges uh with common law that uh that i've observed over the past three years of being part of the common law idea and so i wrote down a couple of things in the way of um being organized to maybe and this is definitely much more you know outside of the spiritual aspect of what we're talking about here because you guys are i i get it i get god's law when i was in um a court situation i was uh put in a spot and i say you know though i had one question for somebody who was sitting in you know and i was cross-examining and i said do you believe in god and everybody in the room objected because it was very simple question and they had to object because if the answer was yes, the case would the case would have ended at that moment. Checkmate. So every checkmate, right? Exactly, right. See, because it was that simple, and it is that simple in my mind. But you know, when you get into this situation where you got these these tricksters, and you know these lawyers and all these people who are you know oh you can object to the question of do you believe in god <laughs> you know oh oh what does you know that have to do with anything with regard to this well it has everything to do with anything right so you know there's this there's this game going on in in the reality in this realm of where we exist you know and you know so you bring god into it and then you know um they'll do everything to they can to shut that out uh if you're probably as astute as peter and eric here who have this ability to bring it back and, and keep it there that's great <laughs> but the thing is is uh you know let me just let's just let's just leave that out of this for a minute just for a minute and talk about some of the things i've observed for a moment if you don't mind is it okay yeah anyway. all right so the problems and the challenges of the common law as i see it is we really have been disorganized and the use of the common law 
for defense and life uh, threatening stigmatization of being terrorists and when evoking the common law, uh, no field of uh, security, just, just leaving every man for himself to defend well up against, you know, this thousand pound gorilla, you know, of the system, you know, is left to fend for that for himself. Every man seems to be and, and so we have these groups and then we talk about it, and we share all this information. And you know, in the three years that I've witnessed being part of the common law groups and the lawful claims, you know, settled I've yet to see a common law court happen. I haven't seen God's court and I haven't not, I, I, I really have not uh, seen a common law settlement. Uh, no recompense or redress, order and accountability for wrongdoers. And I keep asking myself why. And what I've seen is uh, I've seen discharge and dismissed cases, but that's not good enough for me. You know, only until the next battle, and by battle I mean controversy or lawsuit, and in court or more wasted time and resources, all this making our success as continued a far greater challenge. You know, with the ineffective uh, consumption of each man's resources and no universal solution for a positive change. We have a lot of discussions, uh, but we have duty as a Christian, the fulfillment of a role as my brother's keeper, but how is it possible when we are so busy fending off evil ourselves? I'm, you know, uh, you know, lucky if I had time to wipe my own ass today outside of work and worry about warrants that exist and haunt my mind while I attempt to live. Uh, but I only exist. I don't live. You know, Gus has pointed out to me uh, uh, one time that loyalty is priceless. And it is indeed. But for three fucking years now, I've seen in one law group after another the basic sharing of information and some good some bad and i'm grateful for that still some truth and many lies and some wonderful people and some scumbags you know this edification is not sufficient it's not solution if you ask me um so i've seen man after man fail to stand and friends and good and innocent people go to jail even when they do stand successfully in battle, the war remains and starts over again the minute they walk out of court. You know, uh, the building does not fall, the walls do not crumble, and the ground and the workers all get paid. Day after day, as they meet, grind the weak and turn them into wards mental wards so did you know that the de facto courts and mass corporation 
have a medical doctor on staff in the courtrooms so they can attempt to justify an immediate uh, commitment by way of contract without your, you know, your, your, your comprehension of what they're doing. David, when you say David, when you say Mass Corporation, you're talking about the state of Massachusetts. I'm talking about the state of Massachusetts Corporation, yes, and I've witnessed it firsthand. And I'll tell you, 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 I don't know if you know this, they have a doctor in the courtroom now. They've brought medical people into the courtroom as, you know, and they've hired them to to contract with you so that you can, so that they can turn you into a ward. And this is just, this is just the, the, the factual things I've witnessed. And so here I am, eight years studying law and three participating in, in groups and, uh, you know, and we're not winning, you know, but as we're talking about all tonight, God's wisdom is, you know, this test, this God's wisdom is, is, is for us to be tested and tried over and over, you know, trial and error, fending off a constant attack on our property, policing of our estates and destruction of our families between us. We've read hundreds of thousands of pages to learn and and written countless documents and still at the end of the day to stand alone against a foreign fascist army with endless resources. Fascism is the cause of mass disease. Our time, our documents, knowledge, privacy, family are all our property and who has seen recompense and redress for all that trespass and wrongdoing i don't know anybody so suffice to say we need a better plan and that's what i wanted to talk about tonight um and i know this is far from what we've been talking about <laughs> and actually i i wrote this down because i wanted to remember what i had to say you know uh, a solution for everyone uh, and like someone wrote in the WhatsApp chat, all for one, one for all. That's what we're after, right? I know that probably seems like a scary thought, but honestly, I'm tired of spinning my wheels and ending up in the same place I was eight years ago. So my idea, you know, that I have is the creation of a private member association. Um, you know, I would call it maybe common purpose freedom association, right? And and and, and I'm getting to this some this one thing here, and and this is more less spiritual, more pragmatic and practical, right? The goal would be to honorably and intelligently preempt consistent attacks on our freedom, reduce fear and stress for its members, to act by way of proxy and shield of contingency in the event of attack, source of recompense and, and recourse. And I believe that I can be done in advance all the while each man as member or members trustees or officers 
can utilize central source of loyalty, support, and trust. So, you know, I know this is a lot in a different direction, but I wanted to speak about it because it's been on my mind and I know it's not as simple and as, as true as, as God's law, but maybe in this way we can we we can protect God's law as I, as I was thinking. So what I was thinking can work as a good idea is if we got organized, different people could focus on different problems in a preemptive way under one umbrella, for example. <clears throat> Travel, child support, IRS tax, family, children, and how each of these consistent deprivation of rights, especially due process. You know, and I haven't finished this idea, but the basic idea is this. <clears throat> um, you know, in the three years that I've been a part of the common law group, I have not seen one success bringing forward a common law court as man. I've seen people defend in that way and and hold off the evil and i'm gonna call it evil because it is in my opinion but i've seen people defend in that evil but not preempt and i have some unique ideas of how to preempt with the idea of, of association and proxy and uh i don't want to go further into it now because it's too much but that's 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 what I'm thinking. Well, David, I don't I don't know about anybody else, but I definitely want to hear more about what you got to say, brother. Well, <clears throat> you see, we've always been afraid of the word person, right? And you see, if you look, if you if if you looked at their statutory definition in every single state in the corporation the way that they define person they define it as association right but we can always stay and stand as man but act through proxy by association and with that one source in mind and let it be the bible let it be god's law right very simple concepts that we hold true within association it's a it is is almost a religious idea it's a, it is a religious idea so you know i put up i i i did post up in the in the google drive uh in the, in the one drive that i posted up um private membership association and with this idea i think we could we could put forward lawsuits for declaratory judgment only and injunction perhaps right under a number of issues that come up travel family um you know you know there's there's a, a number of them that could all come up and each by way of association you know and members, which are men and women, standing as men and women in the common law, but the association as person, 
put forward a nine uh, title 42 uh 1983 declaratory judgments in advance of any problems that happened for all members and then you, what we could do is we could get those declaratory judgments and put those out as notice mm. and and you know in that way it's honorable because it's not a controversy but it's only a matter of a question of law and law is biblical law biblical law so we just come back to everything we've been talking about and so I, i've got this idea that if we organized this and a handful of people were to focus on separate topics travel family um taxes and so on we file each case by way of the association person you see because the person can be heard and recognized now the members of the association are private they're men and women and they don't ever have to give up their standing in common law and that's it that's that's the crux that's the crux of what i'm saying Well, I think that's an interesting concept. Um, so w basically what you're saying is the people, the man or woman who is being attacked or under uh, whatever investigation or, you know, whatever the powers that be are coming against that man or woman, they remain as man or woman under common law. Right, but they're members then, in a private membership association. So they become a member and the association has a judgment based on the foundations of law and common law and the biblical law, all of those things coming into play only in declaratory manner. So the association also has a single fee schedule, a single, um, you know, so everyone becomes, everyone becomes members or trustees or you know part of the board of the association and i have documents that i've put up uh with regard to the association so it becomes private association and if i'd like to share this one thing with you most of the things that people are being charged with or i, I like to use the word attack um they're being attacked by are a matter of <clears throat> um public welfare and they only come under the public welfare but in private association public welfare doesn't exist and i'll give you the perfect example okay when you go to the elks club or the legion or any of these places right see here's a unique thing about private and public okay you can smoke cigarettes in those places but if you go to a restaurant and you want to smoke a cigarette the restaurant is going to get fined and you're going to get in trouble for smoking that cigarette because it's in the public but in the private it's of no consequence you can smoke because nobody can impede, impede the right to contract so that private contract exists all members of the association come back to the same source 
the association supports all of its members and then can file a number of title uh, civil rights lawsuits as person because association by definition is person so as a person right that association can get declaratory judgments under the civil rights and they'll have to uphold them it's just my thoughts well it's so this is something this is something that's been in effect for a long time i know i don't know if it was you david or if it was kelly who's uh, one of the admins in the in the d2 thing the dragon group but um she might have sent it to me, but somebody, it was either you or her, that sent me this thing uh, on the PMAs about a year ago, and it was a guy who was explaining to the medical community that they didn't, know, they didn't have to deal with uh, the medical licenses and all this stuff, and there were groups of dentists that had started PMAs, and they were, you know, you had to be a member to go visit them, but as a member... Uh, they could treat you as a client instead of as a as a patient, and uh, it was it was entirely different. I don't know if that's you that sent it to me. If you did, uh, post a link in that WhatsApp group. If not, I'll check with Kelly and see where I, I've been looking for it for about ten minutes. I can't seem to find it. I did post a link up on the uh, on the OneDrive. I have a a thing on a private member association, and so <clears throat> what you find right is that if you were to sue hypothetically like in there now so I'm, I'm what i'm getting at is putting them in their own game right and, and i know it's not ridiculous and it's not like we're, we're taking god or the bible out of the picture it's still all right there because we're still with the common law of god in, in, in the biblical place we all follow but the thing is <clears throat> in this particular case if you look at the movie like someone's again, breathing into their microphone please mute yourself the the texas buyers club or something like that you you find that um you know, nobody has the right to impede you know uh a con you know uh contract law so basically under private member association you know like the elks lodge like the um uh sons of italy or um uh you know the boy Legion, the, Bo the boy scouts exactly it's the right to association and so when the association comes forward with um title 42 um you know for its members which are men and women common law still remains but that can still be recognized and judged as a civil right under that under that title and we're only looking for preemptive declaratory judgments therefore we file for preemptive judgments based on only the foundation of the law which goes back to the bible um and so basically what it says is if we got those judgments and then we put out notice of those judgments and our our membership of the association, you know, probably they're not going to fuck with us. So you're talking about working on the Sabbath? You can't walk ten feet. What? 
Well, in the Old Testament, there's a law that you can't work on the Sabbath, meaning you can't work, walk basically 10 feet, and then you're considered violating the law of, ten, of working. Yeah, was talking about something, like, something like that. See, so basically what we're doing is the honorable thing, okay? Say again? I was saying Gus was about to say something that like probably actually he knows what I was talking about. No, I, I, I agree with David. Go ahead, David. Go ahead. So, yes, I, I, I think it's, it's, it's like what you're saying. I don't know exactly that part of the Old Testament, but, but I, I do know that I think it's, I, I've been just thinking about a strategy of how to honorably, you know, preempt the idea of being stopped and struggling in that, situation and then exhausting our resources independently and also we don't have support and loyalty in that way but if we did associate and come up with an association where we could you know go into their world you know which is outside of ours obviously common law biblical law you know the law of god all different than their statutory stuff but that statutory stuff is supposed to align with it but the point is as a man we've been unsuccessful of creating common law courts unsuccessful of recompense and redress by way of producing this independently one-on-one -on -one. but if we gather together as members men and women and make the association by creating a person if you look up any definition of any state anywhere statutory definition of person is association society corporation i'm not talking about corporation i'm talking about private member association and that goes under that definition and i believe that we can sue for declaratory judgment and injunction under that and preempt a lot of the bullshit we're dealing with wow, wow. Not, I, I don't know if, i don't know if this is me gus or, or shaman or but and this is jeremy talking i've been on for a long time um but you 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 jump from common law to statutory legalese to boy scouts to, to all this <clears throat> stuff and I, I didn't really get the you want to stop you want you want to hold them accountable in a in a common law action or no, what, what, what david's talking about is that what, what david's talking about is a declaratory judgment and i was talking about this with some guys in minneapolis that are rastafarians and they wanted to they wanted to start a church and uh they wanted me to work with them to do this and uh, what they wanted to do is start a Rastafarian church and then get a declaratory judgment because it's a PMA. It's going to be a private member association uh, also engaged in a trust and they, they would buy their land in a trust and so on. And in order to avoid future hassles and headaches, they wanted to establish the trust in the church and then to get a declaratory judgment that you know all the weed that we're going to grow was absolutely okay in other words this is what we're going to do 
speak now or forever hold your peace if you've got a problem with it. We're going to iron it out before you before we even get started so that nobody gets arrested later. That's right. So you're in, you're in honor. Because I've been thinking about that same thing for the last four days. I said, why don't I just go to them, get them notice? If they have a problem, we just solve it in the beginning instead of the end. And, and where there's a controversy, there's $20 or whatever. But I think, I think that's actually incorrect. Whether it's a controversy for whatever you believe it's worth, you should go to. Anyways, but back to the point. But I actually been thinking about that exact thing. I, and then the other thought I had was, well, why don't I just find out everybody that has the same name as me, which is a bunch of people in Texas that have the same name as me, we all get together. And then we have the same name. We all go. I, we all go, we all follow notice. We have the same name. How, how confusing would that be if you have the same name, or even if you change the same name? Uh, and, and then you all go to the court, and then you're like, "Hey, we want to do this." And then who are they going to charge? We'll wait a minute. We all show up to court together. We all have the same address. <laughs> Uh, but that that's just kind of being ridiculous and funny. But but no, actually, no, I was thinking no, no, about see, that. see, with a private member association, it becomes a self-governing or, organization, like the NFL, for example. With the NFL, they have a problem with one of the players in the football league, right? They they, they you know they go to mediation. They have their own they have their own autonomous. Uh, they're autonomous. They're in. You know, the NFL is like a religious organization, but it's not religion. But they it's are just like the bar, bar, the bar association, the bar association, a private organization, just like the bar association, <laughs> exactly. But but maybe even but, more like you know a medical, like like us was talking about the medical associations, right? You want you yeah, want we, we we can do that. That that that's awesome. I've, I've been thinking about that actually the last. No well, joke. I think no that's joke. really. Like, in my in my opinion, I think it's what we're missing in this group, in this common law group, because it's so you know we're sharing information. There's a lot of great but, learning and a lot of, but we're all acting independently. What if we acted together? That I know that that's my whole thing too. It's like if we all come together, but but my point is if we don't have leverage, we can't move anything. Like for instance, when did okay? First, we have to go back to when they started not because if you look at the um, episode, I think it's episode two or episode four of the Kung Fu Kung Fu TV show. The the guy literally says that guy that guy robbed me of my property. He basically he killed his son. He said his son was property and he was robbed of his property to the sheriff. In the episode, I think it's episode four, <laughs> where there's a drought on Kung Fu. So they used to teach people their inalienable rights. Like it's not even like I don't know how to explain that. Um, like you just wake up like what the a stop a, a stoplight gets me a ticket. Who who's the man that? Like tomorrow, I'm gonna to go down to this. I was doing a ride on a red, like you know, ride on red, and they gave me a ticket and sent me in the mail. And so tomorrow, I'm gonna to go down there. And actually, there's an officer's name on the ticket. I'm like, oh, that's great. 
We just hit the three-hour mark. I was just wondering uh, if you could be back next week and, and Peter and David. And yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I can come back yeah, so. for sure. All right, we're going to do it again early so that Rory can hopefully join us. He had uh, he had problems getting on tonight, so he's going to try to sort that out, and then we'll be back next week. And I'm going to go ahead and... Guys, thank you for letting me plant the seed right there, because that was important to me. Yeah, well, the PMAs are definitely important things to to consider, along with... I I googled you guys. ...hand in hand. I Googled you guys, your talk show, and it came up, page not existing. So I had to go to a different, it was weird, actually, you had to go through a European number, and I got the talk show number, and then I just had the old number saved my phone, so I called the old number and used the talk show number, but I couldn't use the, the uh, European call-in number. That's how I got on today. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'd... I didn't have any problem getting on, and, and everybody else is here, so it might have been... Uh, well, I forgot the caller ID number, and I used a different caller ID number from, like, European caller ID number, because I Googled you, like I always usually do, and it said page non-existent. Yeah, you, yeah because I, I accidentally deleted my show a month, a month and a half ago, so the old talks is gone, all the shows, everything's gone, so I ah, had to start this cool. new one. Yeah, that's why you had to look up the new one. Anyway, uh, we'll be back here next week. I appreciate everybody showing up. Join us Tuesday night. Uh, Jeff and Dana, uh, Eric, I'm sure, is going to be there. He's always with us. Uh, we're going to be hanging out and doing the uh, – uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. I think we might be taking next week off. Anyway, just look at the schedule. But uh, we're hey. going to be here definitely next Wednesday. Hey, gosh. Yes, sir. Is it still on uh – I want, I want to thank you guys, <clears throat> Peter and Eric, and uh, you. I want to thank you all for uh, talking about the Bible tonight. It really kind of it got my head in the right place. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank. Appreciate all you guys being here and, and covering all these different subjects. Uh, I just remembered uh, tomorrow. Next week, we're not going to be here on Tuesday night because Dana's going hunting. So she's uh, she's going to be out in the woods. So we're, we're going to... Hey, please. Recon- Go ahead, David. I was just saying, please uh, feel free to take a look at everything I posted up on the uh, cloud drive. Some good stuff there. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and if you uh, want to get in on, on the chat, we're on WhatsApp. And if you send me a message on WhatsApp at 603-396-1092 and just let me know you want to be in that group, I'll put you in there. So with that, I'm going to terminate the call, and we'll catch you back here next Wednesday. All right, good night. All right, good night. Take care, guys. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.